Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 1 Episode 24 slash 25 uh, Exodus Part 2 We're here at the finale It's me, Kurt, joined by my former uh, High school teacher, Mr. Sal Hi right, Welcome Glad you didn't say the phrase that you typically like to say Which phrase? I don't know, I can't remember it Oh, hello there Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to th- I, I, I'm wondering, well, first, we have one of two things. Two housekeeping, of course, I have to guess your rating. But I also, we made a bit of a bet whether I'll give up the third digit of your social security number. Which we haven't even talked about on the Lost Podcast. But we way. haven't. And uh, I may or may not talk about it, depending <laughs> how this goes. I, I won't explain it if um, if you succeed. But just know, rest assured, I mean, I'll quickly summarize. Uh I won't explain the reasoning too much unless Mr. Sal fails, but uh, for every finale we do, we've had two finales of The Leftovers already, I share a digit of Mr. Sal's social security number. How do I know it? In much the same way that you can look at someone and can, oh, the name fits the face, this number fits Mr. Sal's face. This is definitely, I'm, I'm 99.99% confident this is his social security number. And I have neither confirmed nor denied. No, because there's no need. No need. I, I know I'm right. Okay. So, Mr. Sal, I would like to know. So, Hurley's flashback. Okay. What numbers did you see there? So, and to preface, to preface, let me make sure. Let me make sure I let all the viewers know the numbers, uh, which are four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, forty-two. Okay. Shoot. Are you ready? Yeah, I have a little list here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see, see if you get them all. Oh, I thought I just had to, to get all the numbers. I did, I, like I had to find each of those six numbers. Oh, well, this is a misunderstanding. I, yeah, there's a little misunderstanding here, but but let me. I did find. But there's my, one clear spot where you see all of them. Actually, right. A few. I, I, I did. I did put multiple for a lot of them anyway. So. Oh, okay. Well, now I have to think though. Well, let's, okay. Well, let's see here. I'll, I'll judge how I feel if I want to give out the number. You want me to start? Yeah, start, start. Okay. The Obviously, the, the uniforms had the numbers right in a row. Yep, the soccer jerseys. How do you know they were soccer? Because that's, what, that's just what the wiki page said. Because I just wanted to make sure. I was like, huh. I think that's an assumption. I don't, I don't it know. probably is. I don't know how you could know based on the numbers. Okay. Uh, obviously, Flight 815 pops up. On, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was a computer screen or on his ticket or something. Anyway, it was there. Uh, his room number is twenty three forty two. Yeah. Which? How is he not freaking out staying in that room? <laughs> He's just used to it, probably at this point. The numbers are all around him. Yeah, maybe. All right. Um, the car dash had so much stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like. It it started the the speedometer started at forty no I'm sorry forty two kilometers was on the odometer, uh and then the speedometer went from sixteen kilometers per hour to fifteen kilometers per hour to eight kilometers per hour to four kilometers per hour. I think it even started at forty two kilometers per hour. I think it might have, but I think the forty two the forty. That's thought, on the odometer though, or trip or whatever. Yeah, I thought the forty forty two was the odometer, but. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, the departure time of the flight is fourteen fifteen, which mm-hmm. is two fifteen p.m. The arrival time is ten forty two. So I don't know if that counts. The forty two is in there. 
the car dash also had the temperature, which was 23 degrees Celsius. Uh, the sign, uh, the sign for the gates was 14 through 23. And I think that the flight actually left from gate 23 flight leaves from gate 23. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you count this or not because it's, it's two powers of 10 off, but. Oh, this is the one I didn't think you'd get. He he says, (laughs) instead of saying $1,600 bucks for the scooter, he says 1600 bucks for the scooter. Um, yeah, and I think that's all I got. You got him all. Oh, he's still Oh, yeah. got him all. <laughs> <sighs> so, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Mr. Sal has managed to gave off. Wow, yeah, Mr. This is such a long season. Twenty-four episodes. <laughs> yeah, they get no reward for it because I'll let Sal you. I made a stupid bet. I'll, I'll let you go. No, really, you'll still let me go seven. Wow. <laughs> I can't let you. I can't let you change your mind. <laughs> Seven is the third number. If you want all the other two, you've got to watch Leftovers season one and two of our podcast. But you can't just skip to the finale because then you'll be confused. So you better start from the beginning. There you go. There you go. And also, no, 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 using it for illegal means once you have your social security number. That is not allowed. Not allowed. You you are not allowed to. So not a free pass. Absolutely <laughs> unallowed. So now, now, now that we've got that housekeeping out of the way, we got the the number out of the way. More importantly, your rating for this episode. Okay. And I honestly, I have no clue how you're gonna rate it. Really? Um, uh, I think you liked it overall, but I just, I just don't know. Um, I mean, nine. That's it. Just, just nine. I mean, if you want to go into it a bit more. I don't know. I don't uh, care. Whatever you want. I, you know, I think you're happy. Uh, the flashbacks are kind of all a little night. Not you know, some of them are a little deeper than others. Uh, Rousseau taking the baby. Them going for Walt. I think you liked that. Really seeing the numbers probably made you quite happy. You actually got to see them. Mm-hmm. Arts, you know, you and him are kind of parallel in a way, and his unfortunate faith probably brings <laughs> you know, you don't it scares you a bit. Maybe it's the future. <laughs> Watch out for nitroglycerin. Um, yeah, I'll keep an eye out. Uh, oh, and you know they—they they even said the phrases "man of science, man of faith." W- speaking of which, I don't know if your preview t- tells you, or if you're—I've been waiting so long to tell you this, and I think a few times I—I I almost did, but I didn't want to. But I'm going to tell you now: the premiere episode of next season, Mister Sal. Do you know what it is? Man of science, man of faith. That it is. Yep. The phrases on the dot. So. I think you liked that. Some, well, uh, so I, I can't take credit for, for identifying that as a theme of, of Lost because every Leftovers podcast that I listened to <laughs> watching the Leftovers met, parallel, like, would draw parallels to Lost and they would always mention Man of Science, Man of Faith. So, wow, you start taking credit though. I don't know why you're not. In fact, I should probably give credit to those people, uh, but I don't know if I'm going to remember them all. So... <laughs> I'm sure Josh Wiggler on uh, um, uh, Post Show Recaps, I'm sure he said it. I'm pretty sure Antonio Mazzaro did as well, who's also on Post Show Recaps. So beyond that, I can't remember if I heard it other places. Well, I want to say overall you liked it. It wasn't as eventful as you might have been hoping. Cause things, I kind of agree. They kind of meandered in these last few episodes. I had never realized it, but I just I enjoy the scene so much. I'm, I'm very invested. I'm going to say you gave it a nine. I did give it a nine, Kurt. 
Damn. I did. What's your biggest... Uh, so what? how would you divide up your ratings? Okay, so the flashbacks, obviously. Mm-hmm. The raft. Yeah. The quest. The quest. Team Dynamite. Right. Dad, Team Dynamite. Yeah, I got, that's a great name. I got to remember that. Um, and I guess, you know, the beach people, which in, in the first part of the episode, I labeled it beach. And in the second part, I labeled it baby. So <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I like the flashbacks a lot. Give them a nine in both. These flashbacks are definitely better than the last episode flashbacks. Yeah, I gave them a nine in both of these episodes. Um, although I'm very disappointed there was not a Claire flashback. Yeah. I, I, you know, every... And a Saeed one. I kind of would like to Saeed one. Yeah, you're right. Saeed, um, at least he was in two of them. You're right, yeah. They, they kind of... So, so I, I kind of can overlook that one a little bit more. But yeah, Claire and Saeed really should have had their own flashback. And, and honestly, like they, they gave they gave a flashback to like pretty much every other main character except for them. And and Rose. Yeah, she, I'm not sure I qualify her as a, she's <laughs> she's no more main than Arts is. Like really. Yeah, but she's alive. That's true. She could become more main. Mm-hmm. But so that bugged me a little bit. Uh, not enough to ruin it, but I, I just. Claire to me is such a central figure of this series. She she's not a main character. She's I mean she's a main character, but she's not a a Jack or Kate or Locke or she's not S tier main character. Right, she's not or Sawyer. Like she's like those those four or five of them are are like next level stuff. But she's like as main a character as Hurley. Mm -hmm. I would would argue she's more main a character than Hurley. (laughs) Yeah. Um. She she is and and so much of the action of the season centers around her and her baby yeah and her baby and and her her point of view episode was so damn good <laughs> and, and so I was a little disappointed to to not get a Claire flashback here. Uh, I think I'd be excited for next season's uh, Claire episode. Oh, good. Uh, which I don't. Uh. I don't know how far into season two it is, but you'll you'll like it. Nice. The um, the quest stuff. Uh, the first the first half of it, I gave a nine out of ten, and the second half, ten out of ten. It was so good. Yes. Uh, everything with Locke and Jack and Kate and Hurley is, and you know, arts for the first part of it was <laughs> um, <laughs> is, is so so good. I, I could not get enough of it. Like to the point where it kind of dimmed everything else that was happening. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot of quality. Kate Kate and Jack scenes weren't that bad here because we, we even, we see Jack's, he, he greatly dislikes Locke, but he understands the predicament he's in. And yeah. in general, yeah. And a lot of great Jack and Locke scenes. Yes. So this is, this stuff is awesome. You know, and Hurley finds the numbers and all this. It is awesome. So uh, that stuff was great. Uh, the beach baby stuff, I gave a nine for in both up ep- both parts of the episode. Uh, I, I I did enjoy that stuff. Um, the, the the raft, I gave an eight in the first part because pretty much nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happens in the first part of the raft. It just kind of I'm like, yep, we're on the raft. Yeah. Rudder goes, still on the raft. Yay, yes, we're on the raft. Yep. 
Uh, and I gave it a seven in the second part. Mm, okay. the, raft, the raft was was a sticking point for me in the second part. Um, and you know, if this, if Walt being taken and the rafters being like in the water without a raft uh, was the only cliffhanger in this episode, I think I would have probably given this episode a ten. Mm, or, I see. Or if the hatch being open and them looking down into it was the only cliffhanger in the episode. I probably would have given this episode a 10 or if, uh, what was the other thing? The thing with the baby, uh, they got the baby back. Yeah, that, so that one was pre- pretty that's much pretty, that's pretty close rounded out, but like, I agree. A lot of, a lot of cliffhangers at the end of this episode, yeah. uh, scared that that would be what, mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, th- this, and a lot of it has to, you know, we're anyway, <laughs> you know the the smoke was never resolved well no so they got to the smoke yeah you're you're right that well what do you mean it's never resolved like we see it we see the source of the smoke but we don't know how it is burning who set it up anyway well well, either it was assumed so or rousseau said that they're coming for the boy and so you can only presume the others. Either the others set it up and came for the boy, which, spoiler alert, they did get the boy. Just not the boy we were expecting. Yeah, just not the boy we were expecting. Okay. Or it was that set it up. Right. Well, I, I mean, so we're we're assuming that the the traffickers or whatever they are, those are the others. Uh, maybe. I mean. So this, I mean, we'll talk about all this stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll but but the, the the only thing holding this episode back from being a ten for me is that I thought it it left a lot of questions that I had unanswered. It presented a whole bunch of new questions, and it only answered like two. Well, okay. So here, here, here are the some things I'm going to tell you here. One of those questions, one very obvious, a hatch, will be answered very quickly. <laughs> I would think will be answered pretty quickly in the next yeah. uh, season. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing about the raft thing: when when they plan on Walt being taken away, it's it's hard for them to not make it a cliffhanger if they wanted to get taken away. Because yeah. you know, what, what are they going to say? Like, are they going to be like, "Aha, we're going to take Walt. We're going to harvest his toenails." Like, I don't know what they. You know, there's not there's not much they could say on that. No matter what, that's going to end as a cliffhanger. So all they could have done was go down the hatch, but it's so basically it's just should they have made the hatch a cliffhanger? Yeah, your name. Well, and and you don't like that, and I I can completely agree why. With with the other cliffhanger. Okay, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, maybe the. Uh, I feel like so I think the the raft because the raft ending. Listen, if if it doesn't end, because there's no way they can end the raft ending without it being a cliffhanger. I feel like because if they just end it with, yippee da do, we're on a raft. Look at us. You, it, I think you'd be pretty disappointed. Like okay, but just okay, them on the raft. But the okay, so but that cliffhanger, is like three cliffhangers in one. <laughs> it's like who are these people? Oh crap, Walt's gone. And oh crap! The other three are in the water with no raft. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. That, that that is the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the, this is. Well, okay. Okay. Well, another thing is, no matter what, you're gonna get two 
cliffhangers out of that because there's no way we're going to be able to eloquently explain these people that come. Fair, fair enough. So the people come, that's always going to be a cliffhanger. Walt being taken is a cliffhanger. The only cliffhanger you could have controlled is Was them the being stuck at water. Yeah. Like that, which which I really would have preferred, I think, if they didn't blow up the raft. But <laughs> I think they would have too. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, my point is that it, it has raised all kinds of new questions. And hey, listen, it, a lot of these questions you will get answered. I know. In season two. But the, well, it about half of them. It didn't really answer any of my questions that I had. Like, maybe, maybe the beast maybe possibly and maybe what's in the hatch like but they're only partial answers mm-hmm. of what's in the hatch a ladder it goes deep you know <laughs> what what's the beast well it takes some weird form of smoke thing when the dynamite goes down <laughs> like so so we don't really get answers to anything but we get new questions and that like i the way i've been thinking about this set of episodes and i don't want to bash it because i mean it was really like so much happened and it was really cool it was really good uh and I, the way i keep thinking about it is man if this had been like a mid-season finale like i don't know if mid-season finales really happened in 2004 i don't think they did well listen they had some gaps here they should have but if this something. had been like like right before a gap in the action i i think this would be like a 10 okay i see what you because i agree Having to wait another season for all... This has so many cliffhangers. I'm mm-hmm. so happy I don't have to wait another year or whatever to watch the next season. Right. <laughs> and so because of that, I'd be like, okay, that's more fun. But yeah, as a season finale, I agree. This this is riddled with cliffhangers. But they kind of, I feel like they wrote themselves into needing the cliffhangers without having more episodes or more time. Yeah, and you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm okay with the fact that there are cliffhangers. But it's... It is a lot of cliffhangers and it doesn't really provide any answers to satisfy that part. So like a, a perfect finale for me is one where a season finale now, not a series finale is one where like they resolve most of the questions that they've laid out in the season. Maybe they leave one or two of them open and they hit you with something that's like, oh man, now I got, I can't wait till, till the next season. That's and that's the one thing that's new. So this hit me with like four things. It didn't answer any of the questions, and it opened up like three or four new ones. Fair it was it's just very busy. <laughs> so, like you know, in, in terms of season finales, like I don't even want to talk about like the leftovers as season finales because. The leftover season finales were possible series finales, and they knew that every time they made one. Mm-hmm. So, so they they tied up almost everything. They left a couple things open, and that was that was about it. Um, and I I love that, but that's the luxury that you have when you don't know that you're getting another season. I'm sure Lost knew they were getting. Oh yeah, they definitely knew. So they were wildly popular, but you know, I I think of. I don't know why I keep coming. I've seen so many season finales, like so many, but I keep thinking about uh, True Blood season one, which is like you, you've never seen True Blood, right? I've never, yep. Um, where they had so many like open storylines going into the finale and they closed the loop on all of them, 
but then the very last shot is like somebody opens their car and there's a dead body in the car and they scream and that's the last shot which i like i actually really love that finale <laughs> because it's like it's it piques my interest for the next season because i want to know who that dead body in the car is but i also got all the satisfaction of having everything else closed all the other loops closed along the way so it, anyway I love this episode. I just uh, wish it were kind of more in the middle of the season. I said a few answers, a lot more questions. Yeah, not many questions answered. Maybe like two, maybe. three, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a list if you want me to go through all the questions, <laughs> but I, it, I mean, I'll do it at the end, or I can do it right now. Whatever you want. Uh, let's go through that to the end. We'll go through all your questions, and we'll all see right. what we've addressed, what we haven't. All right. So, I'll also let you know, so next episode is a Jack episode, and Science Man of Faith. Oh, really? They go right into the flashback episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not like, uh, so it'll be a Jack oh. flashback. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm not uh, sure that I love the title Exodus for these episodes, since nobody really escaped. <laughs> I mean... I guess four people kind of got away from the island for a bit on the raft. I, I mean, we don't know where Walt is. Maybe Walt escaped. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then they're escaping into the hatch. Yeah, I, I escape I, I, into the cave. Okay. Exit out of this island. Arts. <laughs> no. Rip arts. Rip arts. Rip arts. I do actually like arts. That's the same. Me too. Uh, arts was <laughs> tremendously entertaining. He, he was, was really very entertaining. entertaining. Although it is really kind of weird. To introduce, I know I made me so angry that that that, that is a sticking. I mean, okay, this makes me super angry. It, it's a sticking point to me. I actually really like arts, and then they introduce. I'm like, I really like this guy, and then they kill him. I'm like, you know, but I, I normally mean, he... wouldn't care that much if you kill a character that you just introduced, like they killed like Steve or Scott before or something. But arts, not even arts character. hits differently just because I like arts. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's just weird because we've gone through twenty two episodes without seeing arts at all Uh i think right he didn't uh exodus part one is his first episode right yeah yeah because he tells him yeah we gotta get moving yeah okay so so he's literally only in he's introduced in that penultimate episode and he's like a really big character in the the last episode and dies (laughs) so that's interesting to me. Interesting choice to introduce a character that late in the game. Um, I just want to. I just want to make sure before I forget. I temper your expectations for next episode. You will not be seeing any of the raft characters in the next episode, but in the following, you will. You know, this is. But listen, I think you'll be satisfied with the answers you'll get in the next episode. Good. Then you'll be well happy I mean, with the answers you get in the following. The, the title alone has me excited for the next episode i think i think and i think some of the actions jack says in this episode and we'll, we'll see we'll see how you like the next episode but okay by the way we're, we're not going to be covering that episode next week right no oh yeah because we've never um yeah we haven't had a season finale for lost yet so next episode we're gonna have a recap episode we're gonna go through our top five favorite episodes and our bottom five episodes for the season yeah. and uh me me and mr sal will each go through our lists we get two minutes each. The timer is very important. We try to match it religiously and as close as possible. That's basically the most important aspect of all this. 
and that's about it. So you just get our thoughts, our favorite episodes or at least favorite episodes. Yep. And then well, <clears throat> the the week following. So next week won't be a new uh won't be the season two premiere. The week following will be. So. Correct. There you go. But speaking about this episode, mm. we get Turnip Head crying. Still Turnip Head has yet to be named. And by the way, very questionable on the naming decision here. <laughs> As you, you... I agree. It was yeah. very questionable because it was not Ethan. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we, we start with Turnip Head crying. Uh, Claire's stressed. You know, Black Smoke, they're trying to move off the island. Or not the island, the beach. And, uh, you know, she has no nappies. She's, you know, super worried. And Charlie is trying to comfort her and saying everything will be okay. And Claire, she did this before. And you really liked it. How, when she was pregnant, she was really cognizant of how everyone treats her. And she directly addressed Charlie about this. And she says it here how everyone says that to her, that she's going to be okay. But are they the one with the baby? Right. So, fair enough. Claire's stressed. Mm-hmm. Not much to go on that, but... Uh, we also see Saeed, right? So Charlie goes to Saeed and basically demands a gun from Saeed <laughs> to protect Claire. Yeah. Uh, Saeed won't budge, especially after what he did to Ethan. And listen, I've got to lead these people back to the caves before sundown. So you go help Claire. That, that's what we get on the... So we we got three storylines here. That's the beach storyline for now. Yeah. Charlie, Claire, go help. Saeed, lead the pack. Now we got... I want to know why Claire and Charlie are not part of this herd. I think they're supposed to be. Or at least... No, you know what it probably is? I think it's because not everyone on the beach goes to the caves frequently enough. Okay. So they don't know the path. My only assumption. Alright. But Charlie and Claire know the path, so they don't need to be part of the, the herd. Okay. Get to the caves. But wouldn't it be safer if they all went together? Probably. <laughs> I won't refute that. Especially since the baby seems to be the, the special car, at least what they believe to be the, the special cargo. Right. I agree. Maybe that's why they want to leave quickly, though. Like, if uh, Isaac, if I get here, get out of here as soon as possible, if they come for the baby, I'll be long gone. Hmm. Out of dangerous way. Hmm. I don't think Saeed's that kind of guy. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> He's <laughs> a pretty heroic type of individual. Yeah. But you know who else is heroic? Arts. What we'll a guy. How, we'll see how our heroic is. We're on Team Dynamite, which is Jack, Kate, Arts, Locke, Hurley, and for only a bit longer, Rousseau. <laughs> they get to the Black Rock. Uh, and, and here, the end of last episode, you immediately asked the question, which I, I remember gets answered to this one. Huh, how is this Black Rock ship here? Hmm. Yeah. And we immediately go back, you know, Hurley's like, how is this here? Rousseau's obviously a person of faith for the island. I mean, come on. Look at the island we're on. But Arts gives a much where, you know, could have been a tsunami. We're miles inland. Tsunami is probably what did this. Mm-hmm. So Rousseau reminds them, dynamite's inside the hoe and goes to leave. Uh, Jack tries to stop her, but Locke, help, you know, let her go. So Rousseau's gone. We'll kind of see why she leaves a bit early in her hole. Mm-hmm. Team of playing there. Were you wondering why Russo? So, did you have any reason for why Russo left, or were you just thinking she wants to protect I mean, herself? I've, I've always wondered why Russo doesn't just want to be part of this group. Hmm. I mean, wouldn't this be better than self isolation? I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Prior, about that. prior to the Hurley episode, I could 
I my my main argument would be she's not trusting because she yeah. didn't trust Saeed, so she's not trusting. And she trusts Hurley, takes some time, and then maybe the straw that broke the camel's back is oh no, the others are coming. She heard the whispers, goes mm-hmm. to warn them, and then here we are on the current events. But I think um, I think her it's been sixteen years now, so it's been a long time. But the scars from her last team. Right, because she she did have a team and she did kill them. <laughs> something something happened to them. Oh man! So she... I also am, am maybe I I need to adjust my perception of the geography of this island because I, I'm realizing that all of Exodus Part One and Part Two takes place in one day. Mm-hmm. It's the time Walt wakes up to pee. To the time Walt gets yeah, from the early morning to the night. Yep. Which Walt seems like such a pivotal character, not character figure. That I wish he was a bigger character. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> anyway, we talked about that last time. Like Walt to me is one of the most interesting figures on the show, but not much of a character. Anyway, Walt has a lot of driving force. Is what I'll say. Yeah, I wonder if the uh, people who took them know what they're what they're in for. <laughs> Maybe you can the island people know. You can manifest polar bears. Anyway, um, the, the, but I need to adjust my perception of the of the geography of the island. Oh, yeah, if cool. you get to the hatch and then to the Black Rock, and then back to the hatch, all in the course of one day it's a much smaller distance to cover than I thought it was. Yeah, the only issue is just you're going through, like, jungle. Uh, Art says that when he's talking about the ship being beached, it's only two to three miles inland. Uh, this could be, like, by a different coast on it. Right. But if we assume that he means from the beach where they started, which would be oh. my guess. I was not assuming that, actually. I was assuming it was a different coast, but... Oh, okay. But that's the case, I mean. Well, going three miles, walking three miles about, like, 45 minutes, but going through, like, jungle and all this other stuff in your way, probably a little long, probably, like, an hour more. Hmm. Yeah, you might be right. I, I could see. I could see. I'm, it's not It's not a complaint. I just need to adjust my... So, what, what were your thoughts of how long it got to places? Like, guy gets to the caves. It's gonna take me uh, three hours. Okay, so so the, the cave, the episode, what was that? How's the Rising Sun? I think it was. I can't remember. I think it was House of the Rising Sun, where where there was the whole discrepancy of caves versus beach, like who, where are we gonna live? Um, but the the thing is, because yeah, right, White Rabbit he finds it. That's, yeah, yeah. So so that episode really made it seem like the cave and the beach were like like miles apart. <laughs> yeah, because if they're like, I don't know. A half an hour walk away, then I don't really see what the big deal is. No, actually, because if you get attacked, I'm, I see what you mean. They should live in the cave and then go out to the beach. Right. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, so that's that was the first thing. The second thing is just um, Saeed's trek to Danielle. That which... I I can completely agree with that. That's a long time. It took him. He was gone for several days. Yeah. Hurley makes it a day. Yeah. Yeah, there and back in a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I guess I was always assuming the Black Rock was further from, say, the caves, than 
Danielle's place. Maybe like off screen they're running. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, it could just very well be that like uh, the caves, Danielle's place, and the Black Rock form like a triangle. So maybe the Black Rock is equidistant from Danielle's place and the caves. I, don't know. I would like to see a map. <laughs> I really right. Maybe maybe I'll I mean I'm gonna look up a map and make sure I can get like a spoiler free map. Okay, because like that exists. Like, I'd like to know where the uh, where the hatch is, where the drug plane is. You know, I'd like. Why to, do I, know, Why do you want to know where the drug plane is, Mister Sal? Well, Charlie knows where the drug plane <laughs> is. Now. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh... Oof. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, anything else on that? Uh, on the geography no geography no no that's that's good okay uh so oh yeah so russo leaves and basically arts and hurley are too scared to go inside the ship the black rock the lock jack kate go inside the ship (laughs) inside the ship we learn it's a former slave ship you know there's some skeletons in it and so on and so forth but by the way i i gotta just mention here about arts not wanting to go on the ship but then giving them a hard time for carrying the dynamite out. Oh, so, mm-hmm. What do you want them to do? Like, yeah. <laughs> did, did he want them to like come back for arts and like he closed his eyes? Like Lydia. <laughs> like close closed his eyes and walked them over. Something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but, but anyway, I, I do. I'm, I don't want to rip on arts because I love him, especially this next scene. I yeah. love this scene. Oh, yeah. So Kate spots the dynamite. Uh, we. We. Well, I'll say she tries to pry. She's about to pry open the gate, but Jack and Locke stop her. Oh, may perhaps thankfully, because we see how. Uh, I can't think of the word. You surely. Uh, it's uh, volatile. How volatile it is. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. It explode with that. You know, like you know, too much of a movement will cause it to explode. But we don't know that yet. So they go to carry it outside. Outside, we see hurling arts. Uh, arts is just like talking. Hurley's ear off, talking about like his wife, and then he breaks like the fourth wall here. I love it. Uh, yeah, he's like, he's sorry, he's not cool enough to be part of the cool clique. He's a high school teacher; he could tell when there's you know a group of people. You know, you guys aren't the only people that do stuff here. There's forty other survivors. Yeah. And then you know, it cuts away because we see the inside of the ship. But when we come back, Arch is still like raving to Hurley, like, "Huh, why does Kate get the best pieces of shelter and gin?" Jin, you think he gets fish for everyone? No, he doesn't. <laughs> and no, some of us have lost weight. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Arts is going off. Where are you finding carbs, yeah. Hurley? <laughs> oh, Arts is just I Arts love... is such a complainer, but I love it. He's just I, uh... I love that 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 he he kind of points out all of the. I, I mean, they're, they're just things that we just kind of accept about television shows that have. Uh, you know, a large group of people where you're only focusing on a few. It's we just kind of accept that everybody else is not important, and I love that he kind of pulls back the veil on that. It's 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 really cool. And these people really do think the rest are not important. <laughs> yeah, I know a click when I see it. I love it. So, uh, okay, glad, glad to see that you enjoyed it. So when they're coming out with the dynamite, uh, arts, you know, he's. <laughs> He's very particular. He, he criticized them so much. Like, hey, stop. Put it down carefully. Gently. Come on. No, get away. Go. Go. 
go and like Jackie tries to talk him and he shushes him like, <laughs> and he goes and I mean how how well do you know nitroglycerin, Mr. Cell Dynamite? Like are you I mean, I've never I've never handled it and okay. I, I I know a bit about it and I mean he he was mostly right on this stuff, so yeah. that's cool. Did you know that I never knew dynamite sweats at a high enough temperature? No, I didn't know that either. That's that's once he said it it made total sense though. It's really cool. It's if it's just Dino, if it's just nitroglycerin and, and clay. And clay, yeah. Because yeah. if it's old style, because if it's from a pirate ship, it's not yep. like modern dynamite. Yeah, I can, I see the, I see the sense in it. So anyway, uh, Arts informs them that, okay, you guys got to be careful because it's 90 degree plus temperature. You know what happens to dynamite? It sweats. It sweats nitroglycerin. Mm-hmm. Dynamite is made of nitroglycerin stabilized by clay. Mm-hmm. And nitroglycerin is, I mean, I think this is the most, but you know, one of the most, if not the most, uh, volatile explosive. The guy who invented it blew his own face off. Which is that true? I probably is. So. I, I don't know, but I'm guessing it is. Yeah. I, I don't think he'd make that up. So, uh, Art, while well, he's you know informing them about the volatility of it, you know he takes uh, a shirt. Actually, yeah, uh, like Kate's outside shirt, puts mm-hmm. it in mud, starts wrapping up the dynamite, you know, picking up a single stick, and he's you know warning them how volatile it is and i think they're all they all think he's overreacting i think we as the viewers are supposed to think okay come on art like, but by the way he he picks up like the sweatiest piece of i dynamite. know because it is like the most covered piece of dynamite <laughs> out of the lot which i don't know why he picked up the sweatiest piece <laughs> like, of dynamite because I mean, Locke makes a comment on it yeah Locke makes a comment like i i'm picking up just you know, I'm picking up the, the, the best-looking pieces or whatever. The... Yeah, which makes total sense. When he picked yeah. that one up, I was like, whoa, what? What is he doing? <laughs> Arts has got the confidence, but... So did, did you think he was overreacting? Or since, I guess, you, you know chemistry a bit better? Yeah, I... I, I he, he was right. I, yeah, okay, I, okay. I, I he was right. Yeah. I, believe, I believe most people watching are supposed to think he's overreacting. Because uh-huh. the way he's always, you know, he's, he's very he's so um, bombastic. Like, Come on, guys. It's like, you know, really a bad dream about this. Well, but, I mean, and and to be fair, like he would not go into the ship, and then he like screamed at them for carrying the dynamite out. Oh, yeah. So, you know how how much stop can we really put in this guy if he knows it's that he's too dangerous to carry out, but he's not willing to go in and get it? How how else are you gonna get it out? Like, yeah. so. so he, uh, while he's conversating, he moves his arm a bit quick, and <laughs> Arts blows up. So. Yeah, he starts like, f- like, uh, brandishing it like a, <laughs> <laughs> like not a baton, like a like a, uh, what's a what's a, like a what's something that leads the music in a choir? Yeah, it was like a baton, like, <laughs> the, 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 like he was a conductor. Yeah, they're a conductor. He was and... so careful with it, wrapping it up nice and nice, and then all of a sudden, just you know, he whips it back and, <laughs> and he blows up. <laughs> It's not funny, but it was so funny. It's not funny, but it is. Yeah, it's totally funny. But sad to see arts go. Mm-hmm. Um, I will let you know. Uh, here's what I know about the the missing pieces, the lost, which we talked about a bit in a few episodes earlier. It's a a bridge between. I forget now if it's season two, no, season three to season four. Yep. It's like just small webisodes. They culminate to an hour altogether, about a little less. And I know arts is in like one or two of them. Yep. So. That's about it. Just so you can see some more arts at some yeah, point. But... Way to watch those. Are they just up on YouTube? I, I could probably. I mean, that I believe they're out for free. Yeah, somewhere. I'll yeah, they're released for free after, uh, 
like Verizon promotion, so I'm sure they're still yeah. up. I, well, I just I also want to make sure that I watch them at the appropriate time. Yeah, I don't watch them now. Yeah, don't watch them now. I'm just okay. I'm just letting you know there will you will see some more arts <laughs> one day. Okay. It's the nah, great guy. What a guy! And you get our first flashback of the episode. I mean, we talked about the Hurley one, but yep. first one really. It is Jin. I told you Jin's would be a bit more interesting than Sons, and I'm you now I'm not saying Sons is bad. I, I kind of I, I like Sons, but Jin's is certainly more interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's Jin's perspective on the whole situation. What could be so interesting about Jin's perspective? Well, Sun spills the coffee. We see that that couple behind him that kind of criticized Sun. Jin goes up to clean himself in the bathroom, and we even see Saeed, you know, getting his bag back from his delay. Um, you know, he he came out all right from that. Yep. And in the bathroom, you know, uh, he looks. Yeah, you know, I mean, he speaks uh like American style English, so it kind of seems like a tourist or just you know not yep. a native to the area. And he asks uh Jin for a paper towel. Jin's you know I I don't speak English, so. Man goes over, grabs the paper towel, and then he starts speaking Korean. <laughs> which is pretty intimidating. Yes. yes. And then, in, in a pretty you know menacing fashion, <laughs> tells him that he works for um son's father, Mr. Pike, who Jin works for. And for those that don't remember, the reason Jin is on these flights is uh, Mr. Pike has tasked Jin to deliver two watches. One uh, in Australia, I believe Melbourne. But um, somewhere in Australia, and uh-huh. one in L.A., yep. and then he's to return. Jin plans on running away with Sun in L.A. to start a new life with her because he can't take it anymore. But this this person who works for Mister Pike, this menacing man, warns Jin that he's been following him, and he knows that Jin is trying to run away. Jin is to you know. I, I like I like the name Menace Man. That's what we're <laughs> menacing about. man. I mean, we're not really gonna see him again. But, but yeah. menacing okay. man, it's, it's it's a blanket label. Cause you know what? we can use it again later in the episode. Okay. <laughs> so this menacing man tells Jin, uh, you know, complete your delivery, come back. If you do anything else, you will lose son. And he it gives him a pretty um, scary quote of the long lines of you know you are not free. You have not been, nor will you ever be. <laughs> that is pretty awful. <laughs> well, menacing man has a way with words. It's very menacing. So I I like this shit flashback. I, I I don't. I mean, it it adds another dimension on this stuff, but it's nothing. Um, I don't think it's too much to analyze from it. But it's interesting to see that Jin is threatened in the bathroom. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely cool. I'm not cool for Jin, obviously, but like, but I think it's 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 definitely something I wasn't expecting, uh, and to know that Son's father was on to him, that's an ufa. Yeah, not not the slickest tool in the shed. Slickest tool in the shed. I mean, Sharp, sharpest maybe. Ah, slickest. I mean, I they can be sharp, just not slick. Oh, okay. Got it. Thank you for clarifying. No problem. And meanwhile, I called the I, I referred to them as Raft Life at first, but I prefer the title Raft Kings. Raft Life? Yeah. But I like Raft Kings more. They kind of they look like kings for a bit, so. Okay. They're uh they're uh they're Raft Kings. 
And that's yep. what we see next. After after Jin's flashback, we see the Raft Kings. Uh, they're off. They're they're. Uh, it's kind of hard to be kings when one's the son of another one. Though, eh, he can be king of another kingdom. Each little <laughs> domain on the raft. Uh, which one I don't know, but <laughs> they're on they're on the raft, and they're looking at the island. Looks a lot better from a distance. And looks really like I mean that those ma- that middle mountain looks big. Yeah, or a oh, hill or whatever. But yeah. I mean bigger than a hill. I did not see a radio tower, though. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Obviously, there's other sides. You know, it's not it's not one dimension. Obviously, it is hopefully a three dimensional island. One but, would, uh, <laughs> but you know they they wonder, oh, how how has this island not been discovered yet? Look how big it is, and Walt. It is a pretty good question. I wonder if there are islands out there. Like, what's, what is the what is the biggest piece of land that is yet to be discovered? If any, I feel like there's none. But I, 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 I would be very surprised if there were any. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, Mike. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Walt brings up again, and he has brought this up before the raft even left. You know, he's worried about everyone else, and you know, he hopes that they will be okay. Especially with you know, I guess this more than ever, because they left in very worrying circumstances. The others were coming. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so very worrying circumstances. Mike hopes so as well, and you know, and they will get them help when they can. And Sawyer, do you know what song Sawyer was singing? Is that Bob Marley? Uh, it was Bob Marley. I don't. I don't really know it very well yeah. though. Sawyer sings some Bob Marley. And by I don't really know it very well, I mean I don't really know it at all. Okay, so, <laughs> so there you go. So the kings are at sea. Mister Sal's favorite part of the episode. Uh, I mean. It, it's just like it was nothing until it was everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great way to go. <laughs> There's nothing until it was everything. It's just all circa 2020. <laughs> so uh, we see Sun looking out into the ocean, obviously thinking about a uh, gin they made up last episode to uh, Mr. Sal's delight. Good for them. Uh, we have Shannon. Unsurprisingly, having lots of luggage and a dog to take care of, she she seems to be like almost like the sand's quicksand. She can't even make movement on it. This, this was like, um, have you ever seen Spaceballs? No. Oh, you got. Does it have a basketball player? No, um, no. I think Space Jam. Never mind. Yeah, it's, Space Jam's a totally different thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, Spaceballs is uh, it's like, uh, do you know who Mel Brooks is? No. Okay, Mel Brooks is like the parody king. Like he was, he was hugely popular doing these parodies of very popular movies, um, and this is a Star Wars. Oh, movie. okay. And Princess, the uh, the princess character uh, has this like uh, gigantic set of luggage that she's bringing with them to this desert planet. <laughs> and, oh, Princess Leia. Oh, it's, uh, it's Princess Vespa on this, but yes. Yeah. It's, it's 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 very funny, and they have to drag <laughs> across the sand, much in the same way as this, and it's it's super funny. Okay, this is oh okay, this, uh, this looks so, pretty this, funny. So when I saw Shannon doing that, I was like, ah, Princess Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. We will watch baseballs. Oh, you definitely should. It's hysterical. Okay. So, uh, oh yeah, so she's trying. Take all the stuff with her. Did, did you kind of put two and two together that she was probably taking Boone's stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. what I kind of assumed. I see, yeah, it seemed pretty clear. 
Saeed comes up to her, kind of criticizes her for so much, and he notices, oh, it is Boone's stuff. Ganon breaks he, down. He wasn't very sensitive about it at first. Was he like, was not. He was like, why are you breaking so much? These are Boone's clothes. <laughs> These are Boone's. <laughs> like, oh, what? This makes no sense. Yeah, Do, exactly. You, you don't wear. You wear Boone's clothing? Yeah. Shannon kind of breaks down. I need these. Oh, understand. by the way, I, I, I'm glad you enjoyed my it was nothing until it was everything line. Um, th- what I have written in my notes about the rafters is rafters are rafting. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all that I wrote about the rafters. The rafters are rafting. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so so yeah, Saeed is not very sensitive about this until he realizes what, what exactly is going on here. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Okay, I guess I'd better be nicer. Yeah, he says, well, okay, then uh, I'll help you. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you carry it. Come on, let's get on the hike. So, right. yeah. will Shaid come back? Possibly. Looks a bit more likely at the end of the episode. So, uh, Team Dynamite, we have uh, Kate and Hurley sitting down together. Uh, Hurley's definitely taking this the hardest. Seeing Arts blow up, and he's like, "There, that was really messed up, man. He did just, just explode right in front of us." Yes, he did. Um, uh, and he and I, maybe <laughs> this is like it's a, you'll finally be so happy. I, I'm sure you liked Hurley a lot in this episode. Hurley's great in this sure, episode. It's because Hurley blames himself for Arts' death. Uh, he tells Kate, you know, he's kind of bad luck, and just like a lot of people do, they just try to comfort him, like, "Hey, come on." Not your fault. It's just an accident, and Hurley just kind of shruggingly, you know, to- accepts the token gesture. But yeah, he seems to blame himself for Art's death. So. Yeah, poor Hurley. Poor Hurley. Poor Art's them. <laughs> <laughs> mostly poor Art's. Yeah, mostly poor Art's. But yeah, poor Hurley. Aw. Uh, and we have La- Locke and Jack. They're uh trying to get this dynamite ready to go. And I know you loved this seed. Because uh, they both show, show some nerves, right? Obviously, yeah, grabbing the dynamite. Good. Locke goes in to grab it. And Jack stops. Well, hey, come on. Let's think about this. Is Are, are we sure we want to do this? Locke is confident that this is the only way. Well, we obviously know Locke is obsessed with opening this hatch. But yeah, he, so Locke is like, we have to do this. It's the only way. Both are pretty nervous. Jack is definitely more nervous. For sure. And Locke, you know, he gets a stick of dynamite, and uh, you know, he uh, he deduces that okay, we're gonna need two, three to be safe, <laughs> which is pretty ironic. <laughs> you know, why is that ironic? It's just because to be safe. I mean, yeah, carry an extra piece of dynamite, but okay. Yeah. So they uh, he starts taking them out, and Locke starts relating this to playing Operation. Jack, have you played Operation? I, I enjoyed that. Uh, oh, definitely. Because I, I guess it's a double-layered thing for Jack, because the game Operation, he's also a surgeon. Exactly. Then, you know, Operations. And uh, this is such a bad timing for Locke. Locke's like, I've always been bad at the funny book. Uh. <laughs> and, so, and then... And so then <laughs> he goes... Bzz. Yep. It just makes Jack... Jack is sweating so many bullets. Oh my god. And he confronts Locke of, you like playing games? And Locke just like smiles. You know, absolutely. 
But you know what's interesting is is we first uh well i guess we didn't first meet but the the oldest flashback of Locke that we have is him demonstrating a game to someone what do you mean not the all right i said that poorly the flashback we have of Locke when Locke was the youngest is him working in the toy store demonstrating a game to a kid oh the mousetrap i see mousetrap yeah okay here he's I don't know. I see what you. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't know if there's as much of a through line. So, there. so, 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 do you think he's actually really good at operation? I uh, when <laughs> when Jack. I, I think it's just. I think it's just like when when Jack says you like games, uh, he is serious when he says absolutely. Like, yeah, he works at a toy store. He enjoys yeah. games. And, you know, we see he likes backgammon. Uh, when he worked at the box company, he played that like military esque. Um, board game that's right yeah yeah uh, yeah he's he definitely all, like games he's all about games uh uh yeah. catching game hunting <laughs> so. uh, I don't stretch, know. tried it yeah. you know what who cares about the dynamite you know what's more important uh charlie making a bjorn for claire exactly i'm surprised <laughs> it's bjorn i called it bjorn yep. Bjorn. Bjorn. Uh, Did you, you know the name of that? Yeah. Is that because you're a parent? As a parent, I have used a Bjorn before. Congratulations. Uh, Thank did you. you know, did you know the name of one before you were a parent? Uh, no. Okay, that's why. I never know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's this very. It's a very bizarre. But do you contraption. trust a Bjorn? Uh, yeah, but it's a. it is a really bizarre contraption. <laughs> like i can't figure it out i used it once and i was like i'm never doing this again because i can't figure this out i can't i don't understand the science behind this i i mean i just couldn't figure out how you arrange it yeah how does this this is just cloth that goes around yeah, me like, it's you, like a sack but i'm supposed to put a baby in it yeah basically it's <laughs> it's really weird it's, it's i don't know anyway so we see the bjorn uh rousseau comes yelling for saeed and so charlie goes off to go get him and this leaves Claire, Turniphead, and Rousseau alone. Mm -hmm. uh, Claire's and keeps asking multiple times, but keeps asking Rousseau, "Hey, what do you need Saeed for?" But Rousseau, you know, there is an emergency about. Don't get it wrong, but no. What's Turniphead's name? And Claire, you yeah. know, there is none, and she she starts moving away from like Rousseau, and Rousseau asks to hold Turniphead. And Claire is very uncomfortable. And here, when, when Rousseau gestures his arms out to um, hold Turnip Head, we see Rousseau's crashes from which we saw uh, last episode. She got from a bush. Really mean bush. That's what she said, yeah. That's what she said. But Claire, it triggers a memory in Claire, and she just remembers being in some sort of um grapple. Not grapple. Tussle. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. But she caused those scratches on Rousseau. So is this going all the way back to Raised by Another? Hmm. Uh, possibly. Because I don't remember. Oh, I'll, I'll say, uh, this is this is before she lost her memory, so before she came back. Oh, 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 oh! Could have been when she was gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, because I mean, I remember there was some sort of midnight struggle with it was but that was um 
that could have been Russo, but she was also, yeah, she was, like, actually gone, gone, so maybe it was from her return trip back. However, she returned back. We questioned that before. How did Claire return back to the camp? Did Russo? Um, just another un- unanswered question. Another unanswered question of why did, how did Claire scratch Russo? But, however the case, Claire remembers this, and Maybe unwise to confront Rousseau on why uh, she scratched her because, well, we we, we, we get a, a cut in the mix here. I mean, first of all, Charlie, why are you leaving Claire and Turnipet alone with Rousseau? I mean, I mean, I mean, so they, I mean, we kind of think of Rousseau's motives of losing her child 16 years ago, Alex. But, I mean, Charlie's in the moment, Rousseau screaming, needs Saeed, tense times. I could definitely see why he does that. And this, this like, needing of Saeed is completely fabricated, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, yes, yeah, fabricated. Rousseau has certainly lied, yeah. Yeah, that's right. There was, there was no need for Saeed. So, um, the quick Charlie flashback. Uh, not, there's not much from it. We just kind of see, you know, his drug problem. He's in a hotel room. Yeah, seems like he like, has. Charlie was a druggie. Whoa. He's a druggie. He's looking for a stash. <laughs> There's a girl in his uh, bed with him. Very big fan of drive through. Drive through. That's what she says. <laughs> I, know. I know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, basically, we're learning Charlie's not about sharing is caring, or maybe sh- not sharing is caring, in terms of drugs because he doesn't want her to be more heavily inflicted by the heroin use. Not to share. Oh, maybe that's what it is, yeah. Uh, So, in a way, Charlie's very caring. But anyway, yeah, again, a big tussle over it, but Charlie holds strong, keeps his drugs, and she calls Charlie pathetic and storms out, which we will later see (laughs) Charlie do. Yeah, wait. Oh, yo. When he he finally gets uh, Turnip Head back. Oh, oh, okay. Get a... You get that... Not much from that, just a little. Yeah, yeah this start. was not this was not a very impressive flashback. It was like, yeah, Charlie, druggie's gonna drug. I, I, what what I will say though is, I, I what I will give it is it's a reminder that Charlie had a drug problem. I, I because mean, that that is that is confronted in this episode. That being said, I think it should be highly known at this point that Charlie has a drug problem. Yeah, I, I right. I, oh, there you go. I mean, I, I guess it's probably you know when you're watching this live for the first time, it's probably been a solid like seven months since since the off, <laughs> right? So I mean, it's been a while, yeah. So maybe people needed to be reminded of that. I did not Charlie. need to be reminded of that. Yeah. So Charlie, Charlie has, a, or at least had a drug problem. Maybe he will have one too. So. Uh, Charlie catches up to Saeed. Hey, Rousseau needs you. But we hear Sun screaming for help. Uh, Claire's been knocked out cold. And Turniphead's gone. Rousseau's gone. Claire's uh, bleeding badly from the head. And it's kind of turning into pandemonium. You know, Saeed asks Claire if she knows anything about where Rousseau is. Claire's becoming very hysteric. Uh, understandably, she lost her baby. And to add to the pandemonium, Claire or Claire, Charlie punches Saeed in the face, which yeah. is like what? Charlie's like the most 
He's like the most defensive person for Claire, like needlessly. He basically punches Saeed yeah. in the face and blames him. Because he's like, if only I had a gun, even though I ran away from Rousseau to come get you. If only I had a gun. And Saeed just like grabs his throat and warns him, you know, don't punch me again. And no time to assign blame. We've got to go catch her. Uh, he knows where she's going to be. And she has a head start. So. Yeah. Did, did you did you guess where Rousseau was going? Like, no. So I, I, okay. I did not. I I, I was. Did you know her intentions for stealing? So did you think her intentions for taking the baby were just she likes the baby? Uh, yeah. I thought that she took the baby to keep the baby. Okay. She's like, I I deserve to be a mother. Claire, I look at you. You can barely survive out here on your own. Me, I make traps like it's nothing. I make <laughs> make them for fun. <laughs> uh. Oh man. So. Yeah. Here's the question: Why, when when Rousseau comes running for Sa- looking for Saeed, and Charlie goes running to catch up to him, why doesn't he say to Rousseau, "Come with me, I'll bring you to him"? That's a very good point. <laughs> I feel like that could have been problem solved right there. That's, that's that could have been problem solved. That's, uh, a, I, that's a big that's Charlie boo boo, yeah. Yeah, but and also by the way, I I said seven months between the moth and this episode, it was six and a half. Wow, more than <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was very close to seven months. Spot on, yeah. good, good to remind them. Yes, I guess so. I I I guess it's forgivable in that context. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to them the flashback. So yeah, I, I definitely Charlie's the most to blame here, but you know. Rousseau's going to do what Rousseau's going to do. I don't think he could have stopped Rousseau if he wanted to. I think Rousseau's probably a pretty hardened person on the island. You're probably right. You know. Because, you know, all she has to do is just wonk Charlie on the head, and then, like, what's Claire going to do with her baby? Use the baby as a weapon? Like, it's kind of... Yeah. I guess I guess Claire could throw the baby, like, toss the baby up to Rousseau, and Rousseau, by instinct, will catch the baby. And Claire can, you know... I'm not. I'm not sure you want to risk that. Well, <laughs> sometimes you gotta take risks. What's like Locke does here with all the dynamite. So, Ooh, it's so, ugly, man. So they are they're uh, packing up team dynamite, packing up sticks of uh, dynamite. Jack wants to put all the sticks in his pack, all three sticks, and putting insulation there. Locke thinks that both him and Jack should take three sticks each, and you know, kind of as a a fail safe in case one of them blows up. Morbid, but. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's practical. 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 It's definitely a practical solution, right? Uh, Kate wants in on this. Kate, like, hey, put me in it too. I'll, I'll, I'll take, I, I will take a bag instead. Jack's vehemently against this, but Locke goes, hey, let's draw straws. And what, what, what a fitting thing here. This, this whole, like, drawing straws for this dynamite thing is, it tells a lot about the character, you know, how Locke and Jack's viewpoints are, right? Lots of hate. Let's leave it up to fate. Oh let's, yeah. Uh, let's draw some straws. Uh, they do that. Jack um, gives a reason his way through it. Yeah. Well. Oh, also, before they start drawing straws, Jack now invites Hurley if he wants to be part of this raffle. And all Hurley can note is that art. There's some arts on him. <laughs> I will also <laughs> note that. But uh, they do the straws, and Jack loses. I would say win is my argument there, but Correct. he feels like he loses. Well, yeah, I'll I will say now he swaps he puts the TNT in his bag instead of Kate's. Um, he he kind of subverts 
not really democracy because it's kind of random odds, but I guess they agreed on it. But yeah, I mean, he... but he subverts fate, as he or you might even put it. He doesn't. He doesn't believe that random chance to dictate. Right. He takes like that. He takes fate into his own hands. Yeah, he he doesn't believe that you could just rely on science and random fate like that, which we'll hear later. So back at the Raft Kings that aren't doing much. All we really see here, Mike showcases SOS and Radar. So we're just reading through the bottle notes. He's loving all this island drama. Uh, we that was, even... that was pretty cool. I, who is Hugo? And... <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. <laughs> what's the exact number that he says? I got? 130 million. Is 130. 160. 160, even more. Wow. Yeah, who is Hugo and how how does he have 160 million to leave to his mama? <laughs> I love I love that uh, little island trauma. Yeah, she misses her like husband and children so much. I don't know why she's sleeping so close. <laughs> Steve, just, uh, he's loving the drama. Walt confronts him, and we get a little bit of a Walt Sawyer dialogue, which I really like. Yeah, you know, but time out though. Before I forgot to mention this earlier, like when you, when they were drawing straws, wh- why are they drawing straws? Like, like this obviously should be Hurley and Kate who are carrying the, the dynamite. <laughs> Like, you don't have the doctor and the hunter of, of your group, the, the two least expendable people in the group. Make the criminal and the unlucky guy. I mean, seriously. And Hurley. Imagine, imagine if you do that to Hurley. You're like, Hurley, you have to do it. Like, guys, I don't want to. Hurley, you're the most expendable. <laughs> But I'm really surprised Hurley doesn't volunteer there because he know he believes himself to be a jinx and to bring bad fortune to those around him. Well, so, I, I will say Hurley seems to still be in shock over Arts here. Okay, fine, but but this is this is trauma that doesn't just get buried by new trauma. I I wouldn't think this is this is like the the defining thing about his character at this point is that he believes himself to be bad luck for other people, not so much for himself, but definitely bad luck for other people. So wouldn't he want to be the one carrying the dynamite? So that I I would think that if I were him, I'd be pretty certain that either Jack or Locke or both are going to blow up. I see what you mean. But anyway, so uh, my my point is that just that it clearly should have been Kate and Hurley who had the dynamite. Aren't the few still around, but in peace. So, yeah, uh, uh, maybe. I, 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 yes, he knows about monsoons. <laughs> this just sounds like he's a high school teacher. Very useful. <laughs> in fact, if I was on an island, I would say the high school teacher should be the most sought after. She shouldn't do a day of work, but he should be oh. consulted on many matters. No, no, no need to make real decisions. Just consult him and exactly take good care of him. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted your your discussion of Sawyer's discussion. Well, and Sawyer, yeah. Well, confronts Sawyer for reading through these, and he's like, you know, why are you doing that? So it's like, ah, I just I love doing it. It's great. Uh, Walt threatens to read Sawyer's note. (laughs) Ah, I love that. And Sawyer goes, ah, we get a lot of the why questions from Walt here. Sawyer's like, I never wrote one. Why? I only wrote a letter. I only wrote one letter, and that's the man I'm going to kill. Why? Because. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. So. Yeah, this is the classic kids 
why? Do kids really just go. Do kids really hit you with the why like that? Yeah, not probably twelve years old, but mm-hmm. when they're little, they definitely do. You can just lie to them though. Pretty much. Yeah. It's okay to lie to children. So, <laughs> so uh, we get to uh, the running squad, uh, which is Saeed and Charlie. Running. One one being eh, we'll call them the marathoners. Okay, they 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 run and they run. Uh, Said is looking much better in terms of running than uh. Well, actually, oh wait, no, they're not. Well, they're running right now, sir. They're running, but they're going just to go get the guns. Um, right. Said believes. Uh, he reveals that he believes Rousseau is going to try trading Turnip Head for her. Well. No longer baby now, but sixteen-year-old yeah. uh, son Alex. Yeah, uh, he hands Charlie oh, a gun. Daughter. Daughter. Way. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, her uh, child Alex. Uh, she she said daughter already. Oh, okay. My bad. Oh, yeah. I, I'm getting turned up heads his son. That's okay. Yeah. Right. So, Said hands Charlie a gun and warns him, uh, to not make it personal again. Uh, Charlie, you know. Uh, Charlie takes the gun, and Claire comes up and is still being very hysteric, you know, hitting Charlie. She's freaking out and wants uh, to come help get Turnip Head back. Uh, we do, we, but she finally accepts the fact that she can't, won't be the one to do it. It'll be Claire and Saeed to do it, and she wants them to get Aaron back. Mm-hmm. What a great time to name the kid, right as you now lost the kid. Hmm. Terrible timing, though. So shows a lot of hope. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Sal, do you see the little um Easter egg here? All right, hold on. Oh, before we get to any Easter eggs, because okay. I don't think I did. Um, but before we get to any Easter eggs, uh, I just want to back up from for a second here and just talk about this conversation between Charlie and Saeed because uh, one of the things that he says I, I kind of latched on to. He said, don't, don't apply reason to her actions. She's a mother who lost a child, just like Claire. So like, he, he's pointing out that there's going to be a certain amount of irrationality to Danielle's actions, but there also will be to Claire's. And immediately, Claire comes like fists flying, like, right? Doesn't she like start hauling off on Charlie and Said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like super hard. Yeah, she's like punching Charlie in the, like, the chest kind of. Yeah, yeah, so but no, I did not see an Easter egg. Okay, so uh, how do I um so how, let's go back here. The Red Sox, when they when they um uh, 2003, yeah, what happened in 2003 to the Red Sox? In 2003, they went to Game 7 of the American League Championship Series against the Yankees, uh, and they uh, had a big lead. They blew the lead. They lost an extra inning. Yes. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Aaron. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Hold on. So so the, the thing being here, Boone died, Aaron came. Aaron Boone. Is that intentional? I think it actually is. No. I believe all I'm saying is people is pointed out. Is, I I I could buy the title. And they they 
I I don't know if it was I don't know if it was purposeful, right? But but it was almost simultaneous that Boone died and Aaron was born. Yeah, yeah. But huh. just just wanted to, just wanted to hit you with that. It, like, it could just be could just be a coincidence. Just just hitting you with that. Aaron Boone. Glad, I'm glad you actually knew the person's name, by the way. Oh yeah, oh, my God, that was one of the most exciting games I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Boone. There you go. Glad you knew that one. Uh, oh, okay. Over. Hold on a second. Hmm? Damon Lindelof is a New York Yankees fan. Hmm. Okay. He, he worked as a vendor at Yankee Stadium. Interesting. That gives a bit more volition to the Aaron Boone thing. Uh, I don't know if he's ever. I mean, I can check and see if he's confirmed or denied. But I do know this is like a a thing. People are like, oh, Aaron Boone. Must be. So it could be a coincidence, though. But well, let's 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 not take let's let's take this and. Well, it's a cool it's a cool coincidence. Cool coincidence either way. Coincidence or not, it's just, it's just a cool little side fact. Okay. Just a bit. Not that cool to me. I don't know Aaron Boone all that much. Maybe cooler to you. By the way, he is currently the manager of the Yankees. Oh, okay. Boone is. Good for yeah. Aaron Boone. <laughs> so, uh, we get another flashback here. Mike's flashback. And you gotta you gotta like a Mike flashback. This, I, I, you know, I really like... I, be, before we do the ranking episode next week, I gotta really take stock in special because I I, I gotta would... take stock in like a lot of different episodes. Yeah, I gotta like go back through, think about it. It's it's gonna be we're gonna see what's gonna happen. Here. Yeah, because I mean, so I I look I keep coming back to special, like all the time. I really love that episode, but anyway. So, I look special is what really made for me at least. It makes Michael a way better character. Michael is a much better character because of special, and yeah. Walt is too. Like... Walt too, Walt too, Walt too, and and here we see just even from both of them because uh, Walt's response to what Michael does, but we really see uh, Michael's predicament. I mean, we we know of it, but his feelings. It's a really good scene. This is, this is awesome. Because so we had seen the night before in the hotel from the previous episode, Walt's uh, flashback, and he's. Frustrated with Michael, won't let him watch TV like Brian did. They got in a yelling, hissy fit thing in the hallway, which would be really embarrassing. Surprised Michael didn't drop of embarrassment death or whatever. <laughs> and uh, uh, if I was that dad, I'd just let the son leave at that point. That's too embarrassing. Right? Um, okay, well, Walt. Yeah, you, you can go beat your own drum. It's a, it's a rough one for sure. See if you can figure out the elevator. <laughs> So. He's twelve years old. He's gonna figure out the elevator. You're right. You're wow. right. I, it's, it's kid, I don't. I don't know what what kids that one don't know. <laughs> like I don't know what. Like how old does a kid learn time? Oh, like second or third grade, man. It's like <laughs> he said that like that's like a common knowledge. I don't know when a kid learns time. Like if I tell, <laughs> I don't know if I can tell a first grader, hey, I'll be there at four o'clock. Are they gonna understand me? And they'd be like, hmm. A first grader is eh, no, they'll understand because they they go to school, so they'll they'll like. So know, a, will a kindergartner know four o'clock? Hmm, probably not. Does your younger son know time? Uh, some a, a bit. Maybe not, tell him two hours. Because I I was terrible. I had no notion of time. You told me three hours. I'd be like, three is a small number. 
Oh yeah, that's true. That was my whole notion of three small. Okay, short time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, anyway, we, we usually put it in units that they will understand better. Like, uh, like, well, that doesn't work so well for my kids. Three anymore. SpongeBob episodes. Like. Yeah, like that's that's what it used to be when I was when I was a kid. It was like if we were gonna go uh, someplace that was gonna take an hour and a half, my parents would tell me it would be a Sesame Street and a Mister Rogers. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. but at any rate, like. Walt knows how to use an elevator. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so Walt, Walt can escape. He could probably drive a car too. He knows how to use an elevator. Uh, I uh, mean, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm joking there. So, well, anyway, Walt didn't escape. We see Michael and Walt here in the airport, but they, you know, there's frustration between the two, and they're waiting for their flight. Walt is playing on his Game Boy. Uh, good for him. Excellent choice. And uh, Michael, you know, seems just a bit frustrated. And he finally, you know, he gets up and says he has to go make a work call. We see that's not the case. He's calling his mother. And, you know, he's telling him how he's stressed about Walt and all his issues. And he doesn't think he can do it. You know, he lives in a studio apartment. He has to get up early for work. And he doesn't know if he can take care of him. And he, he basically asks her if she could take care of Walt. You know, money's not the issue. He'll... Know, do what it is while he's doing this oh, uh, we see uh we see a gentleman being pushed in a wheelchair so cool name escapes me but some some gentleman in a wheelchair a uh deadbolt or something yeah some some i don't know something about having like a scar over his eye and being a man of faith uh, anyway <laughs> michael is on the phone talk you know asking his mother it doesn't seem like it ends super well but he hangs up, and when he turns around, Walt is directly behind him. Oh, ouch. And so, you know, there's tension in the air. Walt has probably heard, maybe not everything, but uh, enough to know what's going on here. And he just asks, hey, can I have some new batteries? And, uh, yeah. So he seems he seems to be just moving past it. But, well, you know, he's probably cognitive of what he's just heard. So For sure. And, and you know, part, part of it, I'm sure, is that Walt feels similarly. He doesn't He doesn't want to be part of the situation anymore than Michael does. But oh uh, <laughs> my, that was my battery is running low. I'm gonna have to plug in. Anyway, um he doesn't want to be a part of the situation any more than Michael does. But the other part of it is that this is like I mean this is the day before we see these people together on the island. Mm-hmm. I that's very important to note like the they have the most yeah, I, I think about something like Said has a surprising little amount of trauma. I saw a man kill himself. Maybe he should have stuff. more. Yeah, should have more trauma. Yeah. Sawyer has a lot of trauma. He just killed someone. Yes. Uh, you know, he's being deported because you know he's been on some benders probably. Um, Kate, I mean, she got caught some trauma. I don't know how long between getting caught and being taken back. It is Jack has some trauma. Uh daddy issues there <laughs> all the best cowboys have them from what i understand uh, yeah that they do um i'm trying to think of anything else here uh shannon boone's relationship um i mean there's... shannon boone's relationship that, i mean they had sex the night before yeah. we, we saw them it's like it's crazy to think about 
what happened right before we met all these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all had lives. Kate, or not Kate, sorry, uh, Charlie. Yeah, but I mean, not okay. only did they all have lives, though, but like, you know, Shannon Boone had sex the night before. <laughs> they, they they were they were stranded together on this island, and then they just they honestly like they played it off like they're brother and sister. They could have told everybody if they were like a couple. They could have. I don't think Shannon would have wanted to do that. Apparently not, but. But anyway, uh, you know, Michael and Walt, this just happened like the night before. And then we see like, no wonder it was so, it's such a struggle between the two of them early on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the, I, this flashback is one of my favorites. I love it because it really does inform us of where their relationship was before they crashed. And, it's short but very telling. Probably the most telling one to me yeah. in this whole uh, like episode series of individuals. Didn't yeah. Michael just didn't Michael and Walt have the, they just had that other flashback in? They did, but that that's more of a Walt flashback. <laughs> but yeah, okay. basically they get two. I I'd say they both get two extensively. Yeah, if you ask me. The thing is, like I I love it. I love that they get two. <laughs> like they, they basically get two because both of them are heavily featured in each. So. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I'm glad they did that because really, like that. Looking back, and, 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 and you know what? It, it's it's important because uh, what happens to Walt? It, it, yeah, th- this Michael and Walt like story. I mean, it's an important part. Obviously, it's gonna be an important part in season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. Looking back on on season one, like I don't I don't think I realized how central this relationship is to the whole story of the whole season. It means a lot more, especially in the second half, yeah. Uh, Michael's motivations are Walt-driven, so on and so forth. Yeah, but also Walt has superpowers. Well, oh, yeah, Walt's, Walt's possible powers. Okay. You're doing a very good do- job of tempering my... <laughs> the possible powers. I, w- I will say, there's probably something else you didn't spot. In the flashback? Not this one, but... We'll, we'll see at the very end if you spotted something. We'll, we'll okay. See. We'll see. So, anything else? Uh, in this flashback, no. Yeah. I, I think I'm good. I, I just, I really love this flashback. <laughs> I, I, you know, the more like Sawyer's my favorite, and and Locke is my favorite too. <laughs> but, but, but Walt's my, also my favorite. But Walt is also my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, Claire is my favorite. Interesting. What about um Rose? Do you like Rose? I, I enjoy Rose for the two scenes that she's in in this season. Not your favorite? Not my favorite. Interesting. Okay. Uh, by the by, we got uh, the Raft Kings, the Return of the Raft Kings. This one's a bit more eventful. Basically, you know, Mike's letting Walt use the rudder. They're going for a shipping lane, we know. Uh... And we get a bit more, we get a heart-to-heart with Walt and Mike. Hold on, what did you just say about a shipping lane? Yeah, they're heading for a shipping lane. Like, they're, they're heading north to hopefully intersect a shipping lane. All right, so before you go any farther, like, they're heading north, but how do they know which way is north? Uh, I think Mike held something. He has some sort of compass thing. Mike had a compass, okay. We've seen a compass once, one other time in season one. Mm. Right? Locke 
had a compass that he gave to Saeed. No, oh. he gave it to. He he gave it to Saeed because Saeed ended up with it. Okay, yeah. And Saeed says, "Don't don't don't you need it?" And he says, "Not anymore." Right. Mm-hmm. And Saeed shows it to Jack, and and they use the sunset, I think, mm-hmm. to determine which way is west. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sun sets in the west. The sun always sets in the west, right? Yeah, on the western side, not like directly west. I think. But... No, but but no matter where you are on the globe, the sun sets yeah. in the west. Yeah, right? it always sets in the west. So yeah. Risingly sets in the west. Right. So so they they look at this thing, and the compass is not west. Is not where the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. So either they are someplace supernatural where the sun does not set in the west, or the compass was broken. But you're saying this is the same compass. Okay, no, I'm not. So, I don't think it was the same compass. But the other, the third possibility is that compasses just don't work. Ah, okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, where are they going? Are they going north? Right. Mm. Doesn't seem to matter all that much. (laughs) No, but but it is an interesting note. Were they heading the right way? We don't know. So uh, they're heading what they believe to be north. Yes. And uh, Walt asks Mike why him and uh, his mom didn't stay together. Yeah. Mike says that they tried, but it just didn't work out, which is, you know, generous. And, you know, their lives just went different ways. That is generous. It is know? generous because you know, he wanted to keep it, but she didn't. But, I mean, I guess it takes two yeah. for a relationship. But she, she did mean, basically take Walt away. He's like, I mean, he's I'm got a lawyer. A, he's got an opportunity here to just bash on walt's mom well and um, well he kind of does it here walt asks why he never got to meet mike and mike says well uh she didn't want me to see you yeah and walt says well she was wrong and aw, how walt. sweet so yeah, like mike and walt how, how sweet of them together and um just this is a tender moment of being oh so tender the rudder breaks off uh the raft they go into action, which is basically Sawyer derobes, jumps in uh, to like, kind of get the rudder. They toss him a rope, ties it to the rudder, he yanked back on, and uh, yay, Sawyer, you're the hero. When uh, Mike goes to get Sawyer back his clothing, though, he notices the gun, which really rubs Mike the wrong way. So, yeah. Sawyer, Sawyer probably, I mean... I'm wondering if he should have shared the fact he had a gun. I feel like he should have, but I think he probably should have explained yeah. why he has the gun. Yeah, but from, but but he just you know tells him, hey, put it on before you burn, and he does. He does give Sawyer back his shirt with the gun. He could have tossed the gun if he felt you know obliged to, but yeah, because how much Sawyer's gonna do if you just take the gun and yeet it into the, the ocean? It's not like I mean, is he gonna jump after it? Guns, yeah. I mean, maybe. I, anyway. So, bit of tension on the uh, Raft Kings. I, I like that uh, that you said yeet it into the ocean. Yeah, oh yeah, you like that he's the word yeet? I always am a fan of the word yeet. Yeah, now, now that you know what it means, very, very I know what it, I've always known what it means. Yeah, okay. Well, always as long as we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. But yeah, congratulations though. Uh, my, my parent? Yeah. Oh yeah, I am. 
have you ever forgotten that you're a parent? Like, when you first became a parent, like, let's say, like, a week after having a baby, you woke up, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I uh, have a baby. I, no, I don't think so. Like, it's yeah. pretty consuming. Fair enough, yeah. Because, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you have the new, that newborn. I mean, sometimes, like, sometimes I wake up and I just have, like, the weirdest things in my head from, like, a dream. Like, I'll just think for, like, two minutes, like, oh, dang. I can't believe I forgot about that class that I've been enrolled in for the whole semester and I've never gone to once. What am I going to do? Really? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I'm going to think this out. Now, for like, maybe for like 30 seconds, that's an exaggeration. And then I'm like, wait a second. It's not real. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, sometimes I just, like, wake up and I'm like, wow. (laughs) Interesting. Maybe I'm, like, half awake, though, when I think about it. But, anyway. uh, Team Dynamite. They're heading out, backpacks loaded. So they have a formation. It'll be Jack, Kate, Hurley, Locke in a staggered style, such that, you know, if supposedly Kate and Locke, but it's actually <laughs> Jack and Locke. <laughs> They're social distancing. They're social distancing. Uh, not because of uh, any sort of disease, but because <laughs> of, uh, well, the disease of nitroglycerin and weighted <laughs> arts. So there you go. Oh, arts disease. Very lethal. Uh, and they they even make, uh, I can't not a condition but ah a plan. Batman makes a lot of these. But contingency plan? contingency plan. There you go. Oh, the the Batman hint to actually get that for you? No, I was gonna okay. say that before you said Batman, but yeah, no, because I remember when I was younger, I thought this was really cool. It was like it's maybe someone like the TV show. It, it basically. It was just Batman going through all his con- contingency pa- plans for what happens if any members of the uh, Justice League go rogue. Like, you know, contingency plan for Superman. Use kryptonite. It's his weakness. Interesting. Contingency plan for the Flash. Ice. And then his he had a contingency plan for himself where it was basically a watch out. He's a cunning... He basically him complimenting himself. Watch out. He's a cunning... Oh my god. <laughs> cunning detective who will do... Like anything that is, smart you. What is this like from the cartoon series? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember that here. I it might actually. No, I know it's from. It's from the. It's from like the game that they had. I never played it. But like Batman. Oh. Contingency plans. Uh, uh yeah. I don't know. You can you can look it up. Yeah, those are fine. Twenty third. You can find them somewhere. You just look up his contingency plans. Whatever. Anyway. Interesting little tidbit. So, if the monster comes, contingency plan being. Put down your packs and then run, because you don't want to run with the dynamite on your back. And you know, that is not a good idea. Put down your packs or to run with the dynamite. Run with the dynamite. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Kate. Kate could be mad about what Jack did, but I think. Oh, we'll get to. We'll get to that. Right. So the survivors. Uh. Uh. The survive like the. No name survivors, including Claire, Son, and Shannon, arrive to the caves. Uh, they're all kind of a bit sad. Well, at least Shannon's sad, Claire's sad, and Son's kind of trying to be a bit cheery. You know, Shannon looks over to like the medical place where Boone died, and Son, you know, reminds her that hey, he died bravely. Yep. And Son brings up the concept of if they're being punished here for things they had done before. Interesting. The Son brings this up. Well, because Jin brought this up to Sun. Yes. Yes. So she's probably been pondering on this a lot. And, you know, 
she wonders if fate is punishing them and we get some things from claire or we, claire just goes no one is punishing us there is no such thing as fate yeah you know i never saw claire as a person of science well i mean maybe she's just really maybe she's yeah she's really salty we'll see we'll see how she feels once she gets aaron back and if we can get her viewpoints but yeah she seems to be really um out on the place of fate anymore faith yeah 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 uh the runners there we go now now we have the marathoners charlie saeed they're going quick they're running fast over the rocks saeed's like a speed demon he's going quick charlie also going quick but not as quick as saeed no like saeed saeed's booking it uh charlie even like loses saeed for a bit but you know he catches back up Saeed demands that they take a break because, like, like he, he is straight honest about it. He's like, we should take a break. You're going to collapse if you go another mile. Yeah. You could just say, let's take a break. Getting tired. Be, be a bit more kinder about it. But it's like, we're taking a break because you need it. Not me. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. No, not me. I'm full. I could go another 10 miles. You're the reason we have to stop. But yep. they take a break here at the Fallen Plain where uh, Boone had been. And Charlie asks some questions about the plane, and needless to say, we learn, or at least Charlie learns, that it's a drug plane that's loaded with heroin, and Saeed kind of shows in that. Mm. Um, Saeed does not know of Charlie's drug problem. <laughs> right, he doesn't. So that that's something that to realize, and we uh we end the scene with Charlie looking down at uh, all these um, or at least looking down like the. Uh, dolls or the you know filled with heroin statuettes. Yes. There go statuettes. There you go. It's a better word. And uh, so at the time, did you think Charlie's going to take one? Uh, I mean, I don't know why you put drugs on this plane unless Charlie ends up with the drugs. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of assumed he was going to take it. I, I was I obviously really hoping he wouldn't. Uh, but to put it there as just a temptation. I think that could have been interesting, but I think that the intention always was to. It's like a smoking gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They introduced the drugs. Charlotte's gonna eventually get the drugs. They have the numbers on the hatch. Right. You know, some Hurley's gonna see the numbers on the hatch. Right. Exactly. Uh. So okay. So we actually well, we end this the first part of this. Part two, first episode with the, the team dynamite, uh, you know, heading back towards the, the heading back to the hatch. Um, they're trying to be careful. Uh, really just kind of dreaming about what's in the hatch. Maybe there's TVs, like um, TV <laughs> dinners, yeah, Twinkies, soap, socks, all this other stuff. And uh, he asks Locke what he thinks in there, and Locke just feels that there's hope in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the episode basically ends with her. You know, they see a big bird take off, some spooky bird, and Hurley saying, "Hey, the dark territory. What a great name!" <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. Two two things. First of all, the bird is absolutely terrifying. Because, it is. It sounds like a pterodactyl. So, uh, yeah, but it doesn't look like a pterodactyl. It looks like just. Uh, it looks like Maui for Moana. It looks like just a a giant hawk, <laughs> like yeah. humongous bird. Like the tree bends beneath the weight of the bird. 
This and person I, be careful of the brightness that's on. Yeah, and I'm I'm like freaking out because as as you know, I am terrified of birds. But what so, about birds do you not like? Just just like the birdie part? Okay, so I don't want to get too deep into this on, on the podcast, but you know, we are talking about something that can fly, so it has an advantage over us and is sharp. So we're talking about flying knives, basically. And they're also <laughs> I mean, I'm listening to you. I would call it a flying knife. Because like they're not, they're not as long as a knife. Okay. Have you ever seen some of the beaks on these things? Oh, okay. We go down beak territory. But I, I can grab it. No, you can't. I mean if he comes down to me, yeah. Okay. So it's not like he's got ranged attack. Let me continue, because the other thing is the birds are filthy and disgusting. So I I feel like they are disease tip like poison dipped knives that fly through the air fair enough okay so anyway, so so that's my my first point that i want to make is that this bird is just disgustingly terrifying just just awful can't imagine anything worse um but the other thing i wanted to mention is that Locke is still hell-bent on opening the hatch and still hell-bent on thinking that there's hope inside the hatch Despite knowing that Walt, I mean, he, and if anyone knows that Walt has powers on this island, it's Michael. But if anyone else knows, no, I'm kidding. It's Locke. Like, he, he of all people, should know that Walt has powers. I was going to ask you about that. How did... and, and yeah, and he knows what Walt told him don't open that, whatever it is, don't open it. And he still thinks there's hope in there. We're getting more and more people say to not open the hatch. You know, we started with uh, Saeed. Yes. Much more, much more technical, real-world reasons. Walt's I... powers. Yep. Told him not to open the hatch. And we'll see him, obviously, uh, early, say, uh, for him. Yep. More mystical, but understandable reasons. For sure. Uh, yeah. So it, it's weird that Locke really wants to open the hatch, but it's what he feels like the island's telling him to do. I suppose so. And I wonder if him wanting to open up the hatch causes what we see happen. Um, happen. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. So. You, you're wondering if him wanting to open up the hatch causes this giant bird to leave the tree? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> we see the smoke. Uh, the smoke monster. Is that what we'll call it? Because, I mean, look. Let's. Uh, Let's keep going on because literally, there's like zero transition between this and the next like episode. Right. It's literally just Team Dynamite going through the jungle, and uh, they see um, they see a black smoke go by. Okay, and then they hear the monster, Mister Sal. You've just seen the monster. I guess. How do you feel about the the, the monsters? Some black smoke. Uh, not great. Um, uh, because it was really kind of hard to see. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, did you ever like pause and go back to like look? I I didn't because I was like, I don't I don't know. This just doesn't look like anything to me. It's just like an mm-hmm. amorphous smoke thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, now that now they've seen the smoke monster, uh, so called the monster. Maybe now the black smoke monster, uh, obviously has some sort of powers. But uh, they see it, they hear it. So Locke and Jack drop their bags, but Kate keeps hers on. Did you did you note that? Like, wait. Yes. Was mm-hmm. it what you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I need to be like, what the heck? When I first watched, it, I was like, what is Kate doing? She's gonna die. Did you not see what happened to Arts? Oh, but Kate's man. probably completely forgot. And so Jack 
probably just saved Kate's life doing that. I mean, it turns out, yeah, turns out. I mean, drawing straws isn't always the best decision, according to Jack, and was probably right in that case. So, mm-hmm. everyone but Locke runs away. But Locke kind of wants to, as he's done before, he sticks by and, in fact, starts walking towards the beach. Yeah, uh, and because of this, Jack kind of stops and goes back for Locke. And a lock, lock, and they run, he runs, uh, and we see Locke get knocked over by the monster, mm-hmm. and he, he doesn't, the, so the first time he saw whatever it was, he seemed happy, but this time, he looked, he had a look of horror on his well, face. For sure. Right, like a genuine look of horror, and then we have the intro, so, whatever he saw was not as good as whatever he saw the first time. No, he, he liked it much more the first time. Yeah, so... We get the intro, uh, and it's... When we get back, it's Locke getting up and running away from the monster now, so he's no longer running too, he's running away. Yep. Uh, Jack, we see Jack running, uh, Kate and Hurley are running, Kate turns back to go... Now, now she's going back to look for Jack, so now we have this whole, like, you know, cascading line of events. Jack going back for Locke, Kate going back for Jack... Hurley's just being Hurley, right? <laughs> I want to live. That's a that's a monster. Not running in that direction. Maybe I'll just stand here. Uh, Locke gets grabbed by the smoke monster, and yeah. he starts getting dragged to a hole. Jack sees him, runs after him, and holds on to Locke for dear life as he's like being dragged into this pit. Yep. Um, no, it's very very scary stuff. Very deep pit. Very yeah. spooky deep pit. Uh, can't see the bottom of it. Kate comes, and Jack demands the dynamite to, um, you know, to you know, just give me the dynamite, give me the dynamite, I need the dynamite. So Kate starts taking off her pack, and Jack reveals, no, me and Locke had dynamite in our backpacks. Go yeah. get it. <laughs> what, a, what a sneaky beaky. <laughs> sneaky beaky. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> sneaky beaky, right. No, we've been through this already. Yeah, like timey-wimey, whatever have you. No, but, but you've used Sneaky Beaky before, and you told me it's a real thing. It is a real thing, yeah. Look up Sneaky Beaky. I'd rather not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, Jax holds on to Locke, and Locke insists on being let go. He will be alright. He is a man of faith. Just do it. You can let go. He's insane. He, he is literally crazy. After all, he's <laughs> just he has that much faith. Dylan's grabbing me. Dylan must want me. Even though he was running away before him. Just let go. Uh, Kate does come back with the dynamite, and Jack tells her to throw it. Locke insists, no, don't do it, but she does throw it in. We hear a big scowl from the spoke monster. An explosion. Kind of like... An explosion. Like, I don't know if we see it in the distance going up, or if that's the explosion. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. But was... they see that. Yeah. And they drag Locke out, so... Mm-hmm. That's how we see that there. So, yeah, do you think um, opening the hatch is against the island's wishes? Uh, I do not. Okay. Uh, so, do I, you think it's t- do you think the island's testing lock? Okay. Well, let, let me go back to your first question first. Uh, the reason I don't think that it's against the island's wishes wishes is because the. It has never given him. Okay, the beast has never confronted him at the hatch before. Oh, okay. So you would have def- the beast would have defended at the hatch. I would have thought so. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's my thinking there. Uh, now, what was your second question? I've forgotten already. I forgot now too. <laughs> okay. It was a. It was a... Oh, I can't remember now. Does 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 Island Allen open the hatch? Huh. Ah. Oh, is, is the is the island testing lock? Here. Oh, there you go. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't. I mean, really, every if Locke is to be believed, then everything is a test. Fair enough, yeah. But I'm not sure I do believe him here because I'm not sure what the test is. Like, how would you pass this test? By going a lot of, by going in the hole? Maybe I don't know what the test is either. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so so I I don't have a great answer to that question, but I don't. I, I'm not viewing this as a test of Locke, but I agree. I don't think it's a test either. Okay. Good. Uh, well, you know, you know, you know, what's going pretty good. The Raft Kings. Mm. Not much goes on here. It's just we hear a bit about Jin's dictionary. Mike calls him a lucky guy, and uh, Jin gives uh, Michael uh, Mister Pack's watch. Oh, there you go. How sweet. How how close Mike and Jin have gotten? That's it, come a long way. It's come a long way from them beating each other up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll come. Jin still has that hand cover up. That you know, I'm good for them. I'm I'm actually, I actually love that. I noticed it, and I was like, man, they have really stuck with that every single episode. He's got this handcuff. Like I I can't believe people haven't forgotten at this point. Like it's it's interesting because it's like they assumed people forgot that Charlie was a druggie. But then they also assumed that people remember why Jin has this handcuff on his hand. They can't just get rid of it. I mean, they probably could. They could probably find a way. Like they, but, have, they could try and break it. But well, what I'm what I'm saying is they could just not have it on them anymore, and very few people would notice. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Or even the people that did notice would go, eh. Yeah. Out of the way. I'm not sure they would even care, but they yeah. but they stuck with it, and I and I admire that. So yeah. Uh, back at the caves, we see a uh, basically just Claire's sad and son comforting her, and she's confident Charlie can uh, bring back Aaron because he said he would. So, son shows quite a bit of faith here, and Charlie. That's almost the island. Just yeah, just Charlie. Okay. So yeah. there's that. Now we get back to the marathon runners here. Charlie, Saeed, they're going through. <laughs> Charlie. Ah, uh, just ooh, a piece of candy like falls for a trap, hook, line, and sinker. Goes, oh, the baby, there it is. Said, no need. <laughs> we've we've got the baby. Uh, Said, I've got it right here. It goes, grabs it. Uh, Said tries to warn him, but of course, it's a trap. Picks up, it's like fake baby, and he gets hit with a bunch of rocks on his head. Where did she find a fake baby? Uh, I guess. Well, it's just... not. You know, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's like a log or whatever. Right, it's the log, but she wrapped it in some yeah. clothes. Yeah, wrapped it. So she probably just reused one of her traps. I don't think she built a trap from scratch. See, that's what I thought too, but then Saeed... Saeed, yeah, implicates she's gotten really good at trap making, but I I just presume she just redid one of her traps. She just changed the bait. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, we're going to go with that. She changed the bait, because that, that makes much more sense. But I don't yeah. know how hard it is for her to make a trap. 
Well, this was a pretty big deal, the trap. <laughs> like this was Oh, I'm trying to think how I'm trying to think how you make it. So you gotta you gotta get the rope. I guess you could put the rocks inside like you know, the, the holding device. I don't know even know how you tie the rope like that, but you, you, you tie it, you get like the trigger point, you pull it up. Well, you pull it to the trigger point. You think I climb the tree, don't you? Unless you cut the rope. What do you mean? Like, this wasn't nothing. Or, tie, or you tie a rope to the rope so it's long. Anyway. We've exhausted that quite a bit. Um, yeah. But anyway, Charlie gets hit in the head. Very deep wound on his head. Bleeding a lot. Like, severely a lot. And Saeed tells him that he'll have to go back. The wound is too deep. Uh, Charlie. Oh. This is crazy. It is crazy. Charlie's like stubborn as a mule and is like, ah, I can't go back. Saeed, you're a soldier. Fix me up. Come on, then. Like, come on. Do it. Oh, God. So Saeed takes a moment, thinks, and survival expert Saeed, wicked cool, right, goes, grabs a bullet, breaks it open, puts the gunpowder on the wound, and then warns him that it will not be pleasant and lights it. That is just crazy. So basically, it cauterizes the wound with the gunpowder. Nuts. Yeah, straight, straight fire right there, and yeah. it did not sound pleasant. <laughs> oh my! God. I mean, this is, yeah, this is this is crazy. Yeah. So, at at this point, we get the flash Hurley's flashback. Uh, we kind of already went through it. I don't. I I really enjoyed watching it, but. Oh yeah, it's super fun. There's not much uh, to go on for this. I mean, so he starts off in his hotel. He's late for his flight because the power in his hotel stopped working. Uh, so he, you know, no one's surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just unlucky the whole way. He gets out of his hotel. Elevator's full. We even get a cameo of Charlie yelling at him because he held <laughs> up the elevator. I I really enjoy the cameos and other people's flashbacks. I yeah. I enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, we get another one in uh, Hurley's. You know, he's running through the air. Well, he he's going for the airport. He you know, gets a car. Car gets a flat tire. Or something's up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally gets there. He's in the he's on the domestic. He needs to be the international. Well, first of all, this this person who's getting him his tickets is going so slow. Oh my <laughs> Feels God. like they're going slow, but apparently it's the machine. But after he buys the tickets, he's like, "Oh, looks like you're not made for this flight." It's way over there, and you're way over here. Like, why did you sell him the ticket? Seriously. <laughs> like, seriously. He literally goes, okay, here are your tickets, and by the way, sorry to tell you. Like, clearly she must have known where these <laughs> tickets were for, right? That's, that's not how that works. It's not like, oh, I listen, the machine doesn't tell me where the tickets are, or, like, where the flight. Even if not, she must know this is an international flight, and she's in the domestic. Just, there's no way you cut this without this lady being an absolute jerk. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. This lady's like an actual jerk, so. Anyway. <laughs> and in fact, he Hurley has to buy an extra seat on the plane, despite the fact this plane is leaving right now. But fine, whatever. Yeah. You can yeah. do that. But like, it's not like someone else is going to get, I mean, maybe, but it doesn't look like yeah. that. By the way, like when she told, when she said that he's going to have to buy two seats, I was like, oh, it's going to be 23, but 23 is not next to 20. So how is this? possible so i was convinced that they were going to tell us that it would have to be in a different row and that he was going to have seats uh, i mean what would it be 15 and, no what he was in yeah 15 16 or in 20 g right it would have been like no it wouldn't be 15 16 because those would be different rows oh i, I usually mean yeah so it would be like you know but like row 15 you know gnf or whatever mm-hmm. but 
we never get to find out what seat he's in in this episode anyway i'm, I'm not sure if we do in another season but I'm, I'm not sure if we do but he, he gets his seat number um just going through the airport uh passes uh actually no, he doesn't I don't know if he passes the jersey people yet, but he sees more of the numbers, people wearing jerseys. The numbers are all over the place. We talked about this earlier. Uh, He uh, tries to skip the security line. Or, yeah, tries to skip the security line. They don't let him skip the line. That's not how that works, so... Mm -hmm. As he leaves, we see Artsy. (laughs) Art's cameo. This such a a great cameo here, because it's basically Art's criticizing someone... (laughs) Right. Not the laptop. Now you pull out the laptop. Yeah, now you. <laughs> it's a. I'm trying to relate this to something. What, what is something that people wait in line for? And then it's like, why now are you doing this? I can't right. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a long line. You're waiting for to buy some, especially like ordering food somewhere. Long line. Someone gets in line. They're like, hmm. I wonder what I want. And it's like, why are you wondering what you want now? Yeah. You've had so long. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good analogy. Had so long. Why? 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 Why did you decide to wait in this line for so long if you weren't confident enough in what you wanted? You know, I, like for me, where where this gets annoying is like, it, just even in the grocery store. So you're in, you're in the grocery store, and somebody you know is about to, oh. it and and like they have not t- taken their card out of their wallet. You're right. Yeah. Or, like they're sitting. They've put everything on the conveyor belt. Right, so they're, they're sitting there. The cashier's still ringing stuff up, uh, and they're just sitting there waiting for the cashier. And the cashier's like, "Okay, your totals are. Are, are you a member?" And they're like, "Oh, yes, I am." And they go rift through to get their member card because who would have guessed? They would have asked. Now they they get out the member card. There you go, sir. Right? Maybe they even you know and <laughs> get back their member card. Yeah. Put it back in their like purse or wallet. Put it away. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I pay. I didn't know I had to pay. <laughs> Yeah, you know that you're gonna have to show that member card. Like, what's, what's true. the problem here? Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, you should you should already have your cards or card. You be, you better have your me- method of payment and your membership card ready to go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree. This this should be deduction. Like if you if you work there and someone has to reach in. Unless, unless they only have, like, a few items, and by the time they've put the last on the conveyor belt, you're already scanning. You know, there's obviously some exceptions to the rule. But, you know, clearly they were just milling about. You yeah. you, you, you charge them an extra, like, 50 bucks for that. That is that is egregious. It's pretty steep. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be real harsh to get some change. Uh, but that would make a lot of angry people if you made them. Yeah. It's outrageous, but... yeah. Oh man, but but that that's what this reminded me of. Yeah, so Art's is, ah, oh, love Art so much. So sad to see him go. Yeah. He's just he's so he's just so 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 enjoyable to watch. But yeah, now you take out the laptop. So, uh, Hurley's you know he ah dang it can't get through. Realizes hey I'll buy the scooter from this old man that needs it gives him sixteen hundred. I wonder how that old man plans to get out. Great question. Well. I, I maybe know someone locally that that can help get him. Maybe he's arrived from a flight, so like, or, or maybe you know he figures you know sixteen hundred dollars in my pocket now. Like, I can probably you know get get somebody to get me a wheelchair, like borrow a wheelchair, and and get where I need to go. And then yeah. you know, uh, you know, someone's gonna be picking me up at the airport anyway. I'll just tell yeah. 
For sixteen hundred, I'm sure I can just buy a new scooter and have it delivered to me right now. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think that's okay, the case. So here's the other thing that I'm thinking of is this may have not have been the guy the, the scooter may not have been owned by the guy. Oh, you're right, it's at the airport scooter. Yeah. He just wanted his airport scooter. Okay. He'll just go get another scooter for like so. That's I mean, but, but I mean, the guy didn't take it for five hundred because he says I need the scooter to get around. That's true. You know what else I, I I have to wonder is like, is it is he really gonna go faster on the scooter? Honestly, it's, it's not about going faster. It's about so he can get through the line. Oh, okay. Because I I guess you, you get to skip the line if you're on like you know some sort of handicap. Because if I, you're on the scooter, I guess you have to buy. You, you get to skip the line. Okay. Basically. Ah. I remember one time, so I traveled with I traveled when I was very young with my sister internationally. We weren't mm-hmm. very young; she was uh, sixteen and I was young. But we we were there, and so the steward, the well, not the steward, the reception lady. What a this all! It was um, it was JFK Airport, you know, super big airport, and there's a super long security line, and she 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 got us, she got us to skip the entire line. I was like, yes, <laughs> I was so happy as a kid. I was like, really. And she like she's like yeah, yeah and she like walked us right past everyone we walked past or we walked past everyone <laughs> wow got there right and she like spoke to the, the security guy and then boom we were right there <laughs> like wow. the shop, there were a lot of people this was a busy day and i was like wow they're all busy days in an airport yeah it's all busy days but not i i'm important i gotta get to the front of the line but no, that was cool that is, that's pretty cool that was pretty cool i thank that lady I would have been probably really bored out of my mind. So, yeah, we see Orange. Uh, well, I knew. Sorry. He has a scooter. Driving. Gets to the right uh, gate. But the door's closing. Ah. How unlucky. So, you know, he's he's basically demanding. Like, hey, come on. Can you just open this door? He even scans his own ticket through. <laughs> just, <laughs> hey, nope. let, me, let, let me in, right? Come on. I did your job for you right here. I scanned my ticket. Good to go. Um. <laughs> oh, well. No, I, I didn't oh, okay. So, scans the ticket. The lady says, hey, let me see if I can make a call. And much like my strings got pulled for me, be able to pull some strings for Hurley. It's your lucky day, Hurley. You get to go on the plane ride that is going to crash and strand you on an island. Congratulations. <laughs> so, I, I want to say here. So, she said it's uh, Hurley's lucky day to be able to get on this flight. But... Obviously, we look at that now in hindsight of, was that really lucky? Probably right. not. Was the universe trying to help out Hurley here? Did he fight the universe? Or is that just part of his, you know, bad luck that, hey. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. I think there's a there's a very good argument that could be made that the universe was trying to keep him off that flight. And he didn't, didn't read the tea leaves. And yeah, he spat in the universe's face. Yeah. I'm Hurley. I want to go on that flight. Go. That's a Hurley flashback. Nothing um nothing really new about Hurley, just just fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah, no, it was definitely a fun one. Fun one to watch. So but it reminds us of the numbers. Which is important if you don't remember about the numbers. Oh yeah. Because well we come back and it's Hurley whispering the numbers, much like um do you remember what the person's name was that we see whispering the numbers? The, oh no. I can't remember his name now either, but Hurley's no. whispering the numbers like he did. He's whispering it. Uh, Kate hears him and goes, what are, you, what, what are you whispering? And Hurley kind of just, I ah, wasn't whispering anything. 
And Kate says she heard the number 23. Mm-hmm. Alfred's like, 23? That mean anything to you? <laughs> and she just confessed that uh, that the the person that the person we know that uh, gave up that gave her up to the authorities did it for a bounty of I can't remember if it's twenty three thousand or twenty three hundred. Twenty three thousand. I can't. I, was say, I hope it's twenty three thousand. Twenty three hundred. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's not enough to save your farm. I hope. <laughs> that's small potatoes. <laughs> I mean, maybe to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, well, I mean, for for betraying the trust of someone. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I'm teasing. Yeah, for, for betraying the trust, I'll betray anyone for like twenty three grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Good to know. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but someone you don't know that well, and if you gotta save your farm, you gotta save your farm. Yeah. So we get a we get a very nice Jack and Lock scene here, which is oh, um, yeah. Well, it starts with Locke warning Jack, hey, let's not be so close. We'll have the dynamite. But Jack Jack wants to talk to Locke here. He's, he's, he's angry in so many ways. He's like, why? So he's questioning why he wanted to be let go. You know, that thing is going to kill you, Locke. Why would you want to be let go? And Locke mm-hmm. confesses that he thinks he's being tested, right? Jack, yeah, he lays it all out here. He lays it right out. He lays it out right on the table. Jack, you are a man of science. I am a man of faith. Uh, I don't think our crash is accidental. We were brought here for a reason. Look at us. You know, we didn't, none of us suffered, you know, most of us, I guess some people did, but most of us didn't suffer any, like, life-threatening wounds. And, you know, here we are. There, there's a reason why we're here. And uh, Jack wonders, you know, then if we're here, what brought us here? And Locke feels as though the island brought them here. Now, this is no ordinary place. You know it too, Jack. Destiny, this island, brought us here. And Jack immediately brings up the B word. Now, oh did yeah, you, did you speak to Boone about Destiny? And I... Locke, yeah, Locke lays out Boone. Locke, Locke says Boone is a sacrifice that the island demanded. That, is... this, yeah, this, this is like this is getting okay. Wait, hold up here. So Boone I... is a sacrifice the island demanded. I mean, up to this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, all right, Locke, I'm kind of what you're putting down. And now, Boone was a sacrifice that the island had. It's like, and, what? And the island, it wants, it wants our fingers. Everyone, cut off your ring finger. Quick. <laughs> Throw it into that pit there. That's, Seriously. But it's like, oh, uh, Boone was a sacrifice the island demanded. And Boone says, and I, I did I did say this to you, it's kind of, because I remember this line. It was kind of like a little hint. Boone's death. Is what leads to a chain of events that brought them here. Yes, and that it does. Look at that. Yes, I, it wasn't me. It was also Locke that believes that. So, yeah. Uh, and the path, as Locke believes, ends at that hatch so that they can get in. Jack throws basically everything he said away and says, "Nah, I don't believe in destiny." <laughs> that seems yep. like you know. It's not really real. You kind of make your own destiny. Which is pretty much... Who Didn't somebody already say that in this episode? Did you make your own... They didn't say it, but we... Claire? We, well, I know, we know that Claire uh, kind of poo-pooed uh, destiny. Uh, but I think maybe it was Jack earlier in the episode. I can't, I, I can't remember now. But yeah. Yeah. Poo-poo's, yeah, poo-poo's all over destiny. That's good. That's good for yeah. us for that. And... <laughs> 
and Locke says that he's, you know, Jack will believe in destiny. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> he's confident. So so, this is a great exchange between the two. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, we, I think it's worth thinking about Locke. Locke is saying, you know, we were brought here for a reason. You know, uh, J- Jin and Son are saying that they're being punished for wrongdoings that they've done. Mm-hmm. We see, you know, I, so I started thinking about this. Like, ha- has everybody here done something that they feel ashamed of or guilty of? Uh, and I think that for the most part, you can identify something that people might feel they need to atone for. Uh, there are some exceptions, but like... Do you mean on this island or just people in... I feel like people in general, though, right? Well, yeah, right. But so, yeah, you're right. Um, most people don't live without regret. Right. That's true. You're you're probably right. But like I so, but anyway, I started trying to run through the list on, in my mind of, of all the characters and what they might feel they need to atone for. Uh, and you can pretty much come up with something like pretty significant for most of the characters. So, Fair enough. so I, I guess my question is, is this like a purgatory? Is this like, you know, are, are people here to atone for crimes and sins that they've committed uh, before the plane crashed? So, well, yeah, let's think. So for the, so who on your list has not done anything you know of deserved being well I, hurley is debatable yeah because he didn't do anything wrong himself he's just kind of cursed right well is that curse what brought him here so i mean you know maybe using the numbers is is enough to mm-hmm. send him here yeah um but who else uh, hasn't really what's, what's walt's reasoning for being right here? well walt was one that i had a tough i had a tough time with walt because, I mean, even Mike, I would wonder what what reasoning he deserves to be here. Well, uh, I think just the idea of trying to give Walt away. Did he try to give Walt away? To his mother. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, right before he left. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, I thought he meant in the same way Claire did. I'm like, I thought he wanted to keep. Okay, yeah, no, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that that was what I was thinking for Mike. You know, um, Jack has the the guilt over his father's death. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, dis- disbarment, for that matter. You know, uh, Kate obviously is a fugitive. It's obvious. Sawyer's obvious. Yeah. Shade's obvious. Um, Locke. Yeah. Locke we, is not obvious at all. He's he's mm-hmm. one that I don't know what he did to yeah be put here. Isn't anything really bad on his end? He just kind of right. suffered. I mean, as far as we know... Yeah, that's what we see. You know? Okay. But some so. sort of, like, purgatory that these right. people are in. So, But Rousseau's been here for 16 years. Mm-hmm. What about that? But I guess there's also these others. Well, we, we, haven't had a, we haven't had a Rousseau flashback. Will yeah. we ever get a Rousseau flashback? I really hope so. I mean... I don't mean to burst your bubble, but... No. You're not getting a Russo flashback next season. Okay. Well, uh, all right, maybe not next season, but like at some point, I think I would like to see one. And mm. hey, you haven't even seen the whole series. You don't know. 
Ah, I mean, you're right. But, <laughs> but I'm right, too. Oh, okay. But, you know, that would be like, I don't need a lot of it. I don't even need any of it. But if we got it, I'd be like, oh, jeez, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, but but that, um, it, reminds, it would be like, um, I don't know. Well, you've only seen some of Game of Thrones. You haven't seen yeah. all of it. Um, but you haven't read the books, right? Not at all. I'm okay. illiterate. <laughs> well, the books are uh, written as point of view chapters. Oh, okay. So you go character to character. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That, that suits so many, pretty well. Yeah. It's, there's so many characters in Game of Thrones that you almost have to do it that way. But um, one so of wait, my. I, wait, I'm sorry. So it's not an. Om- it's not like a. Omnipotent. It's not like a narrator that's third person that has all the. You, you it's actual point of view or is it a narrator no it's a narrator but from that point of view okay right okay I got so it. there'll be like an aria chapter and then there'll be a Tyrion chapter i got you okay it's so like the narrator's like a camera and he goes to right okay it, i got you exactly so um but it's anyway uh there's there's one so there are five books right now and he's supposed to write six and seven and so forth but you know whatever we'll see i'll believe it when i see it but <laughs> my, but my point is that uh he has one chapter in all five of the books and like these books are long they're not sure right there's one chapter in all five of the books that's a melisandre chapter do you do you remember melisandre the names a lot of (laughs) she's the the like the the fire uh she's not a witch but she's got magic powers like uh she she like yes okay I'm, I'm looking at her right now i got a photo of her yes all right so there's one chapter the red woman right the red woman yeah yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, i remember this. Okay, there's 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 one chapter that's a, a melisandre chapter and i was i was so excited i mean like and it, it was so good so it's like that that's the way i mean i wasn't expecting a melisandre chapter i wasn't like you know what i really in order for this to be complete i really need a melisandre chapter but when i got it oh man was i excited that's the way <laughs> That's the way I would feel about a, a Danielle flashback. Not expecting it, but it'd yeah, be much appreciated. Yeah, you give Lindelof a kickback. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you could send him some money in the mail, probably, in like five dollars. Yeah. I bet he's got like a Venmo or something. No, no, not Venmo. Just put five dollars, <laughs> post stamp it, send it to him. Little note here. Thank you, <laughs> Lindelof, <laughs> for the Russo flashback. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, a Russo flashback would be nice. It would be. But you should, uh, I, I temper will not, your expectations. I'm not my breath, don't worry. Yeah. Do not uh, breathe. Yeah, please breathe. <laughs> a lot. I will breathe. And do not think about holding your breath. So. I will not. <laughs> so, uh, after Locke's flashback, they arrive to the hatch. Um, and I know you're probably super antsy about Hurley seeing the numbers. Yes. Right? I know you're probably sitting there, jumping to say, oh, Hurley's going to see it. But he does not see it in this scene. Uh, they just decide, okay, they've got to, you know, carefully rig the charges. Kate, you run the fuse. And Jack and Locke are going to rig the charges. And Hurley, you walk around that way by the numbers. You, Hurley, you avoid, you stay as far away as possible, but you don't want you accidentally seeing the numbers. So, uh, there you go. That's the hatch. We get back to the Raft Kings. Uh, not much going here. Again, 
uh, there's a back and forth between Sawyer and Mike about turning on like the SOS and radio stuff. Uh, Sawyer really wants to, you know, sites at every hour. Mike wants to conserve battery. Uh, but he's like, okay, fine. I'll give you the go ahead, Sawyer. Do it. And Sawyer talks about how he admires Mike's patience. Yeah, this is a weird scene. It is. I would have shown Walt the back of my hand a long time ago. Which <laughs> is like, okay. Okay, Sawyer. So Mike brings up, did, did your dad beat you, Sawyer? And Sawyer very like quaintly goes, no, my dad shot himself when I was eight. Ah. And Mike immediately questions if Sawyer wants to die. Which yeah, is, this, is this why? Is that why you want to die? Yeah, is that why you want to die? And Sawyer like looks at him, and Mike just tells him, "I don't know why a selfish man would want to risk his life to save everyone. There's only two choices: either you're a hero, or you want to die." Yeah. And Sawyer confesses that he is no hero. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> Yep, confirmed. According to Sawyer, he is not a hero. Do you think Sawyer is a hero? No. Oh, I like disease in some ways. Like, yeah, he's clearly not a hero. Uh, and they pick something up on the radar. What a tease! What, so when they pick something up on the radar, what were you thinking? Uh, so okay, so they, I mean, they made all the all the arguments, right? They're like, it could just be like. Yeah, they don't make it quite yet, but yeah, they do eventually make the arguments. It could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, a log or whatever. Like, it could be, it doesn't have to be a rescue boat. Um, what I was thinking was, this is not uh, anything that you want to be part of. <laughs> this is something island-related, Erico. You yeah. do not want it. You are less than a day away from this island. There's... There's no way. But Mr. Sal, what if it is? I mean, I might move toward it if yeah. I I could. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they have like too much of a level of control in terms of like their turning radius is not that great. No, exactly. Uh, so, I'm surprised they don't have like oars. Yeah, why wouldn't they do that? So that way they could like you know turn off the sail so they could get like better maneuverability. Seriously. But I guess they were in a rush to leave. So. Yeah. Fair that enough. Was, but Ors would have been a good choice. Yeah. That was next on the to-do list. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> time was not made for it. Timetable had to be shortened immensely. But I didn't think this was anything that they really wanted any part of. Fair enough. And it kind of turned out to be right. So the marathon, the marathoners, we see them, Sai Charlie, finally arrive to the source of the black smoke. The fire by the beach. Uh, they, they approach it, you know, guns out, looking, and, you know, Saeed notes that there's no tracks around. Where are they? Who started this fire? And they're kind of, Charlie especially, I mean, you're probably you're disappointed too, that this is all the fire is. Like, it's just a fire. It was a weird fire, though. It was, like, propped up on this, you know, scaffolding, and it was, it looked like a rock was burning. It didn't look like it was... Yeah, it's, it's an odd way to do the fire, I guess, is to make the smoke black in some way, but but was the fire beneath it or was the fire i didn't think about it that way yeah because it was like a pit underneath it kind of i don't know if like maybe it was burning out maybe it was like a much like different setup maybe i don't know maybe maybe that whole like to the pit to the top of the rock is like a lot more flammable material that goes before that wood on the sides yeah the rocks I I i don't know regardless it was it was kind of an eerie setup Definitely spooky. Definitely setup. made me uncomfortable. 
very spooky setup. But there's a fire on the arrive to the fire on the beach, and they hear Aaron crying, and uh, they also hear Rousseau crying, and out oh. she comes from the woods with little baby Aaron. Uh, they were not here. She goes, and you know, Saeed did assume her plan correctly. She just wanted Alex back, and she was hoping for a trade. Uh, very crazy. I think everyone can agree that's a pretty crazy notion for her to do, but she's desperate and, you know, misses her child. So, yeah, that is what it is. But Rousseau gives the baby back over to Saeed. And I was, I wanted to ask you in this moment, did you question if Charlie was going to shoot Rousseau? Yes. Yeah, okay, good, totally. I, I, I did, I was like, huh, I wonder if Charlie was going to shoot her. I, mean, I think the only reason he didn't is because she was holding the baby. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if she, Charlie's very trigger happy, yeah. But uh but Charlie then gets the baby, uh, and he accuses Rousseau of starting the fire, the others never happened. So basically he goes all the way up. The the others aren't even real. Right? Like, right. Or this whole this whole this whole debacle you've made up. And Rousseau goes, No, I heard the whispers. They're coming for the child, the boy. Oh my god. Okay. But when she said that, did you put two and two together? Not at all. Okay, that, I think this is really good because I, I didn't put two and two together when I first saw this. But then I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. I, I, <laughs> so, I, even, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit I didn't even put it together until like any of it. Like, until and, just it, now? Not until just now, but like when when we first saw started talking about it and she said... Uh, she said they're they're coming for the boy while she was looking at Aaron. That when you said it, then I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! They got the boy, different boy. Oh man!" <laughs> so they're coming for the boy, the child. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think Russo started the fire? I don't think so. They kind of leave that a bit ambiguous. But what they don't leave up to question is Russo says the others are coming for the boy. At least that's what Russo heard. I I don't feel like she started the fire because I, I i do think she came out to exchange the baby yeah yeah exactly so i i totally don't think she started the fire i think she's telling the complete truth in every aspect here but uh but Rousseau's crying very badly and charlie calls her pathetic and storms out much like happened to him yeah the day he went for his flight so there you go uh that's the end of Rousseau. Okay, that's what you were talking about, the pathetic thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not. That's Senator Rousseau for the episode. But yeah, that's what I meant by the pathetic thing. So he mm-hmm. does the exact same thing that lady did to her. I don't know why I, I don't know why I saw that connection, but I was like, huh. I just, I heard the word pathetic. I was like, huh. Someone called someone pathetic earlier. I was like, oh yeah, the lady did, And also stormed out, huh. It's like spot on comparison. So, so whatever. Whatever yeah. loose connection that is. So, here we are at the hatch I know your answer. You're waiting. Ooh. You're sitting there. Uh, they're rigging the dynamite. Uh, Jack and Locke uneasily working together. Uh, Jack demands that he puts in the fuse. And you know, he does it with the surgeon's hand. They then step out. Uh, the fuse doesn't go too far. But Locke says, hey, I'll light it. I'll run back. So Jack and Kate go further back. And they have a little exchange here. Yes. It's kind of, she's pretty angry about what Jack did about the dynamite pack. I don't know why, because saved it, her life. 
saved her life, but okay, ignore that part, Kate. Uh, Jack gives his um, feelings on that, about how he doesn't want to draw straws to make decisions. But, you know, he doesn't believe in destiny. He wants... And, and listen, I agree with Jack's philosophy here of people... Sometimes people think random chance is better than human choice. I think random chance is fine for something like making a team or, you know, some certain stuff. But, like, random chance isn't better. Here, here's a good one, okay? Uh, sometimes they'll play, like, a game with friends and they want to make balance. So it's like, okay, should we make balanced teams? Like, like we're, we're going to verse each other, okay? Yes. Do you want to have a balanced teams or do you want to make it random? And when people say random, I'm like, why would you want to make it random? Because the teams aren't balanced. Because you don't want to insult anybody. Yeah, fair enough, but I... That's I, true. I, I mean, it's, it's, but I don't think it'll be insulted. It's just... I just... I'm like, why Why would you want to make a... You know... I, but, but but people feel like it's it's the most... Like, balanced. Because then no one has any influence over the teams. I'm like, but I think if, any, if we let any one of us make the teams, it's better than random. Uh, it's... It's probably more balanced if any one of you make the team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I feel. I just thought it's, but, but Jack, so Jack's just saying here, drawing straws. He doesn't want to leave these types of important decisions up to fate, and he makes basically how every leader I think feels in life. Of, you know, he's annoyed that everyone wants him to lead until he does something they don't like. <laughs> I love this line. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jack hasn't really spoke about how he's the leader of everyone all that much. Right. And so, but. He, he, not the fourth wall of cards, maybe the third wall, or the second wall. He breaks and goes, hey, everyone wants me to lead, and if they want me to lead, fine, but they've got to get used to, you know, things they don't like. It. Yeah. And, and now, we haven't talked about too much Locke's Disciples, and it, it seems to be, be a bit on, you know, a back burner, well, your whole Yeah, thing. I think maybe I was chasing my tail with You that. might have been chasing it a bit, but if they survive tonight, Locke, or Jack feels... They're going to have a lock problem, and he That's... wants to make sure Kate has his back. So, listen, Locke might may or may not have, may not have disciples. Some of which left the island. Some of which might be dead. Well, right. So Boone's dead. Mike and Walt left the island. So what's he left with? He's left with Charlie and Claire. Like, I... but um, Jack's preparing for something with Locke, and he wants Kate to have his back. Yeah. So. Maybe teams are going to break out. Who knows? I guess so. So I did. I did call that a long time ago. Yeah, you did. You did. You did see the the fissure a bit. Yeah, it's definitely a fissure. You know, it's definitely not smooth sailings. What's keeping What's keeping them working together is the the fear of the others and you know the necessity of this. But if things calm down, you will see them. Things fly. So. She agrees, like, despite the fact that he switched backpacks on her. Yeah. I mean, Jack could have just said, I saved your life. I, I but Also, I think the reasoning of him going, everyone wants me to lead until I do something they don't like. I don't know. That's fair enough. good logic. I mean, that's not every leader ever, but yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Locke makes sure everyone's ready. Hurley, you know, hey, <laughs> you go to Hurley, and Hurley comes out of the jungle, whatever he was doing, maybe he's going to the bathroom, I don't know. And he drops his flashlight. Oh, got to pick that up. There's batteries in that, by the way. I guess they're probably different batteries in his Walkman or whatever. But he yeah. drops his flashlight, and whew, it illuminates some numbers on the hatch. What numbers are those? And 
Hurley immediately tells Locke, I know you're probably so happy to see Hurley finally see the numbers. Oh, yeah. And so third person tells Locke not to open the hatch, and he, he tells Locke not to open the hatch. He runs at Locke, and he's, you know, telling him not to. And Locke's response is to quickly light the hatch as fast as he can. Yeah, no discussion at all. Just, no, no we're doing this. Like, no, listen, it doesn't seem like he ever wanted discussion. He's been warned by Saeed, and Saeed is the least convincing of all of them, because it was there's no Based reason. on reason. And yeah. Locke doesn't care. Waltz should have been convincing, but no. The island's telling him to do it. Now, uh, Hurley, Locke doesn't quite know, perhaps, but you you suspect Locke might know the numbers. We're not quite sure, but... I mean, I, th- I think there's a non-zero chance that Locke knows these numbers, and that's why he's so obsessed with this hatch. Mm-hmm. But he lights the fuse... Uh, and Hurley, Calic Hurley's response is like, he can't, he's like, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> he just lit the fuse, and so he tries to stomp out the fuse, but uh, <laughs> Jack has to grab him and pull him back. And, um, well, and boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like it would have been easier to stomp out the fuse, but, or maybe Hurley was just really bad at it. Yeah, I felt like that too. I feel like, oh, maybe fuses don't. I don't know if you can. Can you just stomp out? Like, if you stomp on a fuse, will it just go out? Like, maybe he was yeah, getting it. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Well, there you go. You basically are suffocating it. Like, there, yeah, 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 it's just okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why. What if, what if it's a, what if it's a special fuse that has oxygen inside of it? Oh, interesting. So, so even if you stomp on it, except how's that going to work? Okay, so so here's how it works, right? You have like layers, like really thin, uh, burnable pieces between it and the oxygen. So as as oh no, the oxygen. I don't know how that works. Never mind. I, anyway, yeah, it's, it's a regular fuse thing. You're right. Stomping on it will just take it out. Yeah. But Hurley can't manage to stomp it out. It, it, Locke has managed to snake this fuse, such <laughs> <laughs> so that way Hurley can easily stomp it out. So, but the hatch blows. Uh. Uh, we yeah okay we'll we'll stop there for the hatch and we'll we'll go to the raft kings here mm-hmm. uh and we'll we'll we're gonna start tying up some loose ever now we'll type everyone's loose ends here so the raft kings starting with them so from nothing to everything um <laughs> <laughs> uh, the radar their you know their eyes are glued whatever it is it's getting closer and Sawyer wants to use the flare uh Mike. He doesn't want to. They only have one. He wants to see it first. Yep. Uh, so they're arguing back and forth about this. We know where you stand. Whatever it is, it's too close to the island for it to be good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Mike starts giving other reasons we should see it first. Also, what if this is malfunctioning? I love Sawyer's response of, you You ever know Saeed to make something that don't work? Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome, yeah. So they go back and forth in that. And while, you know, while they're arguing, he notes that it's moving away. So Basically, now or never. They light this or they don't. And Sawyer threatens Mike of, well, either you light the flare or I'm going to take it from you. Uh, a bit of a back and forth because Mike brings up the gun. But basically, everyone else on the ship, Jin and Walt, want Mike to use the flare. So he kind of bends the knee and uses the flare. So there's a, there's a moment of hesitation, but the blip comes back on the radar, and it's heading towards them. So they're very happy. They're celebrating. They're wrong. Well, they're celebrating. And Jin quiets them, though, to listen 
and now now I want I want to ask you as you go here. You see a motorboat, Mister Cell. Well, you can hear it first. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that when you heard the motorboat? So it's, it is an actual boat. So I was I was surprised. I was like, where? How is there this boat out here? Okay, exactly. So you're like, okay, it's a boat. Yeah, like they're not that far from the island. They're on a sailboat and they've been sailing for less than a day. So, <laughs> so they're not that far from the island. How is there this boat? And then I see this boat. And I'm like, okay, there's no way this boat came from any place that's gonna help them. Like this, this is a small boat. <laughs> like also, I want to ask you here. So before we could even see the boat, they they flash a light at them, right? Yeah. And we get a celebratory music. Right, they're celebrating. Yep. They're so happy. Well, how did you feel about that when you got the celebratory music? Okay, well, so so that when I when they flashed the light, I was like, oh, maybe this is a big boat. Like, <laughs> you're like, wow, you know, this, the, 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 that was really easy. They, they probably could have fired the flare gun from the island and gotten the same result. Like, so so, uh, the, the, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But. You, you, so you didn't buy the celebra- celebration music? No, well, it's season one. And okay. I know there are six seasons. Uh, <laughs> and I know there are only four people on this raft. And I know that they haven't gone down the hatch yet. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're not getting saved. So, uh, yeah. They get closer, the light turns off, and a menacing man on the ship greets them. Well, not so menacing yet. It's quite, he's very quite quaint and like hospitable. He's like, hey, how are you guys? And Mike, they're just so happy. Mike tells him, hey, like, they're, they're like posing for a group photo, the four of the guys yeah. on the raft. They're like all holding each other, like um, shoulder but, to shoulder, like, hey. <laughs> we were, I, I got to disagree with you. But I think this guy was, was off right from the beginning. You know, the, there's no way, like his responses are just too... Matter of fact, I can imagine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The first, the first, the first, the first response is, I think, quaint. Okay, I, I, it dwells very quickly to him becoming the menacing man. Okay, I will agree to that because they just keep like, yeah, I see what you mean. Though he's a bit too um quaint because if you're on a boat and you see people on a makeshift raft, I, I don't think a quaint. Re- I think you're right. I guess a quaint response is inappropriate. It's more of a whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing on this like, you know, bamboo made raft? Right. This is more like, yeah, we know we knew you were out here, and we've been looking for you. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, actually. So, you know, the man greets him. Oh, so, you know, Mexico, like, hey, we're part of a plane crash, flight you know, so excited. And he's like, wow, interesting. Plane crash. Ain't that something? Right. The, the thing yeah. is, though, we have yeah. to take the boy. Oh. <laughs> like, I just love, like, it it really just ruins all their day, really. Yeah, it's like it's like he peed in their cereal or something. It's just, <laughs> it's just sad. <laughs> Excuse it's, me. It's awful. Like this is this is like this is a complete one eighty of emotion, right? Because they're so happy, but from so happy now, it's it's literal. We just want the boy. It was yeah. the boy, and yeah. I mean, then the other guys on the boat stand up, so it becomes a bit of a standoff, and they're demanding for the boy. Um, you know, Mike obviously says no, and Sawyer readies up. Now, I I know. So, what did you think here? Because we know Sawyer has the gun. They even show the gun. Yeah. How does it make you feel that the gun kind of became useless? Um, it was like anti-Chekhovian. It was like you're right. You're right. Because literally, they build up the gun, 
And the payoff is sort of probably gets shot in the sh- he gets shot somewhere in like the shoulder or something for trying right. to use the gun. That's basically all the that's basically all the gun got for him. Right. The, and then he fell into the ocean. Nothing. Like nothing at all. Literally nothing. So. Big big going up and not what you expect. Sawyer could not pick out any of the armed guards. He so he gets shot in the shoulder, falls into the ocean. Jin jumps in to help save Sawyer, or maybe to escape gunfire, one of the two. Probably uh, to help save Sawyer. Uh, we'll say that. We'll say it's more heroic than him just going, ah! <laughs> um, yeah. And then they go to grab Walt. Mike tries to fend them off, but they just beat up Mike and throw him off. Yeah, there was no, so, there was no chance. Once, once Sawyer went down with the gun, and we knew that they had guns... Like the, there's no hope here. Yeah, they can just hope. kill them all if they want. So yeah, it was. This over. is this is the bully taking uh lunch money. Yeah. So they just yeah. So Jin's gone. Sawyer's gone. They beat up Mike a bit. Throw him off. They take Walt and then they throw like an explosive on the ship, or the raft. I mean, and blow up their raft, and they drive off into the night or boat off, whatever you want to call it, sail off. I don't know into the night with Walt and. All Michael can do is watch and yell no. Oh, this it, it, is heartbreaking. And it, not only is it heartbreaking, it's also like super frustrating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> more heartbroken or more frustrated? Like, I'm so sad, but I'm also just so angry. Like, I mean, I th- I think that like I might have cried if I wasn't so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's only three minutes left in this episode, and there's. The three of the major characters are in the water, away out of sight of the island at night, and a fourth has been abducted by what I thought were human traffickers at first, but then I was like, no, I think these are the others. So. Oh yeah, well now 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 that I give you the caveat of, Usuo knew they were coming for the boy, the child. It makes it very obvious that now, yeah, these are the others. Yeah. Not human traffickers. Which I mean. If they have this boat, why aren't they trying to get off the island? But I guess we'll figure. Yeah, that's a good question. Why are the others on the island if they have a boat? Yeah. What's going on here? As a matter of fact, how did the others get on the island? (laughs) Very good question. Yeah, they must like I mean, I've got that question about so many people. (laughs) And also, who is this man that we saw, this menacing man? Yeah, I mean, lots of people end up washed up on this island. There's There's... Our group, there's the others, there's Danielle and her group, there's Adam and Eve, there's the drug plane, like there's at least five groups of people. There's a black rock. Oh my god, right. So, well, I mean, I, I guess it's, we don't know that one of those other groups didn't come from. You're right, the others could have come from the black rock, or well, we know Rousseau didn't, it would appear. Cause right, that's true. It does make sense. But Adam and Eve could have, or the others could have descended yeah. from the black rock. That's true. So, okay, fair enough. But uh, that's the that's the nothing to everything storyline. Mr. Sal <laughs> likes it, but is frustrated. Um, I guess I, uh, listen. I totally agree with you. The season finale, people beloved it, like loved this finale so much. I I question it in terms of act of an actual season finale. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I don't have to wait as long to watch it <laughs> at the time. I was watching Lost. I just immediately watched the next episode. One thing so I probably I... watched the next few ne- episodes, and I, there you go, was pleased. You, on yeah. the other hand, don't have to wait that long. Two weeks. Yeah, not even. But I mean, you know, one one thing that I notice about people 
yeah, I'm thinking maybe of specifically of, of the ratings on IMDb user ratings, um, but even just anecdotally with people that I know, like I think people get like super jazzed about cliffhangers and they think that if something has a, a big cliffhanger, it therefore is amazing. And I, I, I'm, I'm not in You're that. about the cliffhanger fanfare? I'm, I'm not in that camp. Like I, I, I don't, I don't mind cliffhangers from episode from one episode to another. Not a big fan of cliffhangers from one season to another, uh, unless it's it's a relatively minor one, and you've already given me a whole bunch of satisfaction on other storylines. I think there could be a major cliffhanger as long as yeah, there's enough uh, satisfaction between storylines. Hmm. Like 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 you can leave it on a major cliffhanger, just. There better be enough payoff to warrant that cliffhanger. Here's 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 I just thought of, of a really like fantastic season finale that I think finds a perfect balance of here's a cliffhanger for you. There's one I th- I'm thinking of too. Is it Ozark season three? No, not Ozark season three, but that is. I, I love that ending. I, I think it's so good. It's like that's a perfect example. It's, so many storylines close their loop. So many, uh, so, so much satisfaction throughout. And then there's just this jaw-dropping moment at the end that makes you so excited for the next season. I see what you mean, but it's not... My, I'm trying to think... One that makes me think of it is probably, um... Maybe the season three finale of Breaking Bad. If you need, do you need, if you need a reminder for that one. Well, I'll look on IMDb. Yeah. Okay, you look on IMDb. Okay. Yeah, you two can do a spoiler-free reminder. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I don't. Well, no, I, I don't want to try it and attempt one because I don't want to mess it up. But yeah, season season three it should be. I think episode thirteen. It would be. It's called Full Measure. I know that. You're right. First, so, the prior one is Half Measure, and then the yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because yeah, I know the first one before that's Half Measure. Like I always think about it because I think you and me both agree we don't like Half Measures. <laughs> you got to go for Full Measures. But that that's that's the season finale that I think. But but I think that's one in that camp of what you mean by Ozark. That's like a big thing. Though, uh, I think more is left up to question in that finale than Ozarks. So, hmm. Yeah. Does it end with Walt with a plant? No, you're thinking of um season four finale. Oh really? Yeah, season four finale. Okay. That goes into season five then. I love the season four finale. I like the season four finale too. That's really good, but that doesn't really leave many cliffhangers. I kind of it leaves it leaves a small one, but not a. This one leaves a much bigger cliffhanger of what's next now. I yeah I don't I don't really remember actually honestly. Okay, we'll t- we can talk about it after. I don't want I don't want to hang on too long with me like skirting around. No, I know exactly. that, but I, uh, we can talk about it afterward. But uh, I, but I I can agree. Too many cliffhangers ruins. A season finale, or uh, I shouldn't say ruins. Like I can still enjoy it, but it's definitely it leaves a sour taste, uh, and especially big ones. I'm pro- I think I'm more accepting of cliffhangers than you. I'm okay with cliffhangers. Uh, I mean, not that I... many. This is too many. I will be. This is way too many cliffhangers. Too many big and like so many cliffhangers. Yeah, I'm, not... I'm okay with even a big cliffhanger as long as you don't have too many. As long as you have enough payoff, right? That's fine. You know, if you answer like four questions and leave me with a big question that's fine i'll take it but 
you know, answer three questions, leave me with like four questions. Eh. <laughs> like, yeah, ex exactly. So, yeah. I could definitely, I, I can see what you mean. So, like I said, going into the next episode, you're not really going to see anything of what happens on the raft. So, you're, you're going to not see anything on that. Episode two is where you're going to see uh, more of that payoff. Episode one is going to be more about the hatch, which, you know, might make you more happy or sad. I don't know. I don't know what you care about more. Well, I mean, I did care more about the hatch until the very end of the episode. <laughs> and now I care more about the raft. It's a, it's, it's a uh, curse will always have to live by. Always getting something, right? You don't care about it anymore or not care as much about it anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. You know, I didn't know that there was anything to care about on the raft. <laughs> Uh, were you getting bored by the raft? Like, yeah, whatever. These guys are on a they raft. Bored by it, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> they were on a raft. <laughs> so, um, that's the that's the end of the raft storyline for now. We'll see that on episode two, season two. Uh, adrift, <laughs> accordingly named. But Is that here, what it's called? It's called adrift. Oh my god. So, it's pretty obviously for the raft. Uh, in fact, I think it's a Michael story. Yeah. Let me just make sure. Let me make sure it's a Michael story before I say that. But I'm like pretty confident it's a Michael story. That it is, it is a Michael story. Awesome. I will be very much looking forward to that. The Michael storyline is much appreciated. I will probably be very frustrated by the fact that we're not going to get anything from the hatch in episode two since they just spent all this time on the hatch in episode one. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the leftovers. Leftovers is that quite a bit though. Yeah, I know. I know. So. You know, but th those do tend to be my least favorite episodes in a given season. You know, I'm thinking of of uh, uh, ten thirteen, especially. You know, uh, mm, yeah, the Madman. <laughs> yeah, the, but those those episodes, even but even like Off Ramp, which Off Ramp is a great episode, but it, it's just it takes you a little bit out of it, and that's a little frustrating. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, Offrap has a hard act to follow. Right. Well, I mean, so does ten thirteen. Like, they, yeah, yeah, you're right. Ten yeah. thirteen does as well. Yeah, is what it is. Uh, I I will let you know though. Before like the the I will I will let you know though. Adrift is not all about the raft. I will, I will say that. Like you will still see the island. Okay. And more about from episode one. It's not like it's not like it's not like all about the hatch, and then episode two is all about the raft. Like you will. So it's more of no raft in episode one. Raft, we get like a bigger play on the raft in episode two, but we still get to see what's going on, on the island. So don't, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, you'll, you'll like, it's not going to be a complete um stopper. Good. So. The other thing that I'm interested in is that like, as far as the people on the island know, the others are still coming after them. Yeah. They well, yeah. They don't know cool because as far as they know, they're like, well, what what happened? Like, they lit the fire. We so said they're coming tonight. So unless they hear a word from the raft guys, they just gotta live under the assumption that they're, you know, the others are coming. Yeah. And yeah, maybe they are. So, mm -hmm. what? Anything else on the raft, or in general? Uh, no. Okay. Next storyline to finish up. Not not very much. Said and Charlie bring back Aaron to the cave. Mm-hmm. And Shannon is happy to see Said. Maybe Shaid is a thing. That seems that way. And, and that's all that's important. Is it? No, no, I'm teasing you. And, well, Claire 
you know, I don't think we can hear him, but, you know, she's happy to see Charlie, looks at his wound, but we see, we see a little statuette oh, in Charlie's, man. you know, backpack. Eh. He found some religion. Yeah, it's, it, it, you know, faith can really help you get through some difficult times, so hopefully Charlie, you know, and it's a difficult time. So. Yeah. And it also can help with that. Possibly drugs, not really, don't do drugs. So, <laughs> not, not a good, so don't use drugs. So, that's the end of the cave, though. So, Charlie has um, taken a statuette that has heroin in it. He knows that it has heroin. He's taken heroin, basically. Very disappointed in Charlie. I mean, he hasn't used it yet, though, that we know of. Well, he was around site. Yeah, so he probably hasn't used the, used the statuette, but... Uh, well, I mean, you, don't, you, don't, you don't just take it. You think he's taking it just to go burn it? No. <laughs> no. But yeah. in order to use it, you have to break it. So it's yeah. I, he has not used it yet. Yeah, break in case of emergency. That's what this is. So, yeah. so here they are in the cave. What a, what a happiest ending for them. And a little setup for the next one. So, I, okay. so he's, got, he's, got the, he's got the statue out. Now... We get the ending flashback here. I like this. This is a. I love this. Yeah. I was just like it. I love this flashback. It's just like yeah, it's it a sweet little thing. They because they show so in the premiere episode they show everyone on the on the plane and stuff. They they show everyone. Not, not like so so the first the first like two episodes the first pilots it's like they show people on the plane over and what we see. Kate on the plane, we see like Charlie in the bathroom. We see people walking around the plane a lot. But not all at once. Yeah, not all. I mean, you don't see them all at once, but like we get a focus point of someone on the plane, and we see everyone else on the plane. But we've seen this plane environment before and them on the plane before. Yep. I'm trying to say. But here is, yeah, we see it, and there's no central character. We see them all at once. Yeah. Um, And you know, I just realized I skipped over Locke's. Did I skip over Locke's flashback? I don't think Locke had a flashback, did he? He does. No, he does have a flashback because it's him. Uh, he doesn't have a. Oh no! You're, device right, you're to... right. Yeah, well, you did skip over it. We did. Oh my god. We skipped over it. I mean, there's not much on his. It just not... kind of shows pride, but um. Yeah, just him getting carried in because. Yeah, it... they have to carry him in because they don't have the proper device uh for the to get him into the plane. So they have to carry him on. You know, he doesn't like it, but he has to do it. And then he drops his pamphlet and he. Tries to reach her, but he can. It's you know, yeah. kind of sad and you know, frustrated. He's just. Did you uh, now that I'm I'm just looking back in my notes at the flashback? Did you mention that at the hatch, Locke called Hurley Hugo? Did he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When? Wait, I said that. No, I I this is in my notes. Like oh okay. Yeah, I just forgot to bring it up when when we were. <laughs> I forgot talking. a lot of things here. Yeah. But no, the, the, yeah, at the back of the hatch, Locke calls Hurley Hugo. Hmm. But it was it was one we said you know Hurley is just wandering off to the other side and we don't know why. But so why? How does he know? Because Locke you? told him to bring sticks to the other side, uh, the extra ones. He didn't want the extra ones blowing up, so Hurley brought the extra diamond over there. I don't know why I didn't see this. Apparently, I just skipped over this whole section of my notes because I missed the, we missed the flashback, too. That and me, too. <laughs> but, but yeah, and, and he calls him Hugo. So, oh, so do you think he knows who he is? I, I do. I, like, this is... I, I really think that Locke knows 
that Hurley owned his box company. Interesting. And I think that he knows that he won the lottery. And I think that he knows what the numbers were. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I will either confirm or deny, but keep breathing. I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're very confused with it. Don't hold your breath. So. All right. I like that more than don't hold your breath. Keep breathing. <laughs> so, anyway, this plane flies back so great. You know, I mean, yeah. I'll go through it a little here. You no, know, Claire boards. We see Kate with the Marshalls. Sawyer board. We see everyone boarding here. Uh, we see. So we see Locke sitting. Jack putting his um luggage up above in the compartments. Yep. Uh, Charlie with his guitar. You know, fluffing with that. Uh, yep. Saeed sitting down. Someone's actually looking at him. Yeah. Take that as you may. Jin with the watch. Son reading a pamphlet. Mike buckles Walt in. Yep. Uh, Kate's handcuffed. Saeed looks at Nadia. Like all, all of these things. We see Boone again. I love the way they show Boone camp because we were looking at Shannon and it pans over. We see Boone. Yep. Uh, Boone. Uh, and he has Shane, Shannon's uh, inhaler. Uh, yep. Rip Boone. We see Hurley finally get on the plane. Gives a thumbs up to Walt as he gets on. Um, the man who has bad luck to the guy who I don't say Walt has good luck, but he can will some both kind of will things into being possibly. Uh, uh so you know, Hurley gets down, and here's the thing that I want to know if you got it or not. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, you did get the comic, so he yeah. does it, and I remember you asked, "Hmm, wonder where he got that comic from." I forgot where you thought he got the comic from. You remember where? He... I don't remember what I, where I thought it was from. You 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 because you did think about this comic. A lot. You're like you were wondering whose it was. It did, yeah. And I knew it was Hurley's comic. I don't know why I didn't make the connection either because it was in Spanish. I think it was in Spanish. Yeah, it's in Spanish. Yeah, so ah, I, sh- I should have. I, I wish I remembered what you thought it was. Uh, but yes, no, it is Hurley's comic. There you go. The polar bear comic is Hurley's comic. Right. Um, the arts helping Claire put her carry stuff on because she is pregnant, and then you get the big the big exchange. Jack and Locke, just just as strangers do. You could, you know, I mean, I think everyone's had this situation at some point. Like you just kind of lock eyes with a stranger, and you kind of just like give like a friendly acknowledgement of like hi, hello. Yep. So they they give a friendly nod, and then I mean that that is it. I just I love the nod so much between Jack and Locke. I know because they look at each other and it's like what's going to happen between these two and just the tension between them is going to be so high but in this moment it's just there's just strangers to each other yeah it's and it's it's really cool thinking about how all of them are strangers at this point all of them are strangers who all have their own stories who have just happened to be on this plane that's whether it be destiny or by random happen chance crashes into an island which i think is really cool about lost just just the whole the concept's really cool. I really, I, I do like, I love this flashback of them all back on the plane, seeing each other when they're all strangers. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it is. It's very cool. It's a very cool thing to think about. Very humanizing. Um, they're connected. They all are now mm-hmm. compared to the fact that they didn't even know each other. Yep. And we see, we, we end the episode with Team Dynamite. Jack and Locke push the hatch off that's now exploded. And they look down and do whatever could be in the hatch. 
And all we know is it's a ladder and it goes very far down. It goes very far down. You know what I was thinking? They've blown up the door to the hatch. Mm-hmm. So they can't close it anymore. You're right, they can't close it, but it's protection from the others. I mean, you think about it like this. If you're the others, like, all I'm going to say is if i got to defend myself from someone, would I rather be down in a place where the person wants to come to me to, to literally climb down a ladder? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, look, you, you're surely very well defended, and you've got, like, one entry point, seemingly. You don't know. Right. Hmm. Definitely, definitely good for protection. But, I mean, the counter-argument goes, I mean, you're protected down there, but you've only got one way out. <laughs> you've got to climb up a ladder to get out. That's right, because they, could, you know, you're you're under siege basically. Literally, I mean, if they get a big enough builder, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much manpower you have, but if you guys have like motorboats, I mean, I don't know if you guys if you guys have the technology, if you get something big enough, if you, if you guys have concrete, yeah. Well, I'm very interested in in these others and why they are so savage, like what. You will you will learn more. So I'll tell you, season two, you will definitely learn a lot more about the others. All right, cool. They will not be as mysterious as they have been in uh, season one. Season two, um, we'll learn a whole lot more, and I'll like a whole whole lot more. Okay, so I'm I've been operating under the assumption that Ethan was part of the others. Okay, now you don't have to confirm or deny that, but that's been the assumption I've been operating under. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the show leads you to operate under that assumption, right. and. He very clearly was interested just in Claire, not in Walt. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, so I'm a little confused by the the fact that they came, they were coming for Walt and not Claire's baby. What? Oh, oh, what do you mean? So if we assume that Ethan was a, was one of the others, yeah, Ethan was only interested in Claire. Ah, okay, but the okay. others were interested in Walt. Right, ago. Ethan would have known about Walt. You know, he was in the caves with with Walt. Mm-hmm. He never showed any interest in Walt, as far as we know. Okay, okay. I see what you mean. So I'm I'm interested in why now the others come along for Walt, not Aaron. Hmm. Hmm. That's a uh, that is a question. Yes. Why so, did Ethan go for Claire? Yeah. So so maybe we'll find out in the Claire episode next season. That would be awesome. Possibly. That would be most good. Though the Claire episode is not for a while in the next season, so hold your breath for a very long time. Though you can hold it. Keep breathing. That's what you're telling me. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, breathe, but you can hold your breath. It will happen. No, I don't know if all your real answers will be like answered all that much, but yeah. I think you'll like the next season more than this season. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I really enjoyed this season. This is a good season. Yeah, and you did. You did like the the end stretch. You did start liking. I'm sad you gave the episode before this an eight. Sorry, dude. Very shameful. But you gave a lot of things nines coming up into this. You seemed to yeah really really enjoy it. That's good. Uh, so what are your, what are your questions? Yeah, you said you had a, a, a so, paper, right? So, uh, the questions that they answered were maybe the beast. I mean, we saw the smoke version of it, I suppose, but I still have 
lots of questions about the beast. Like, <laughs> Sounds like you've you've in the most minor capacity have answered the beast. Right. Like you can you can make that claim if you want. It's not very satisfying though. Like I, I don't feel like my my um, curiosity about the beast has been satisfied. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, same thing with what's in the hatch. Like, all right, so we, the hatch is open and we see the ladder and we know it goes deep, but we don't know anything about what's actually in it yet. So so maybe they kind of made steps toward answering it, but they didn't answer it all the way. Okay. Questions left unanswered. Uh, again, the beast was in the hatch. <laughs> the fact that the hatch was glowing, that is, I, that's really got me. <laughs> That's it. That will be answered next episode. I'm very excited about that. Um, Ethan's crew, uh, was it the others? Like, uh, was Ethan attached to the others? Like, are there more others than others? Are there more, multiple groups of others? You know, uh, are these tugboaters others? You know, uh, <laughs> are, is, was Ethan connected to the tugboaters? You know, what it, is other? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Ethan, in general, I think is a big open end here. You know, just mm-hmm. what happened to Claire when she was gone? What, what? Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. What happened to Claire when she was gone? Yeah. Uh, the what? What do the numbers on the hatch mean? Why? Why are these numbers on the hatch? Right. Yeah, yeah. The numbers in general, but yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there's certainly mystery because, surrounding. Oh, because, because what we know is the numbers were heard from Rousseau. Yes. Here, so like, yeah. yeah what, like, the, the connection to the numbers in general. Yep. Yep. Um, I am very interested, and I, I think I don't talk about it enough. I really want to know what happened to Christian's body. And I don't think I'm ever going to get any satisfaction on that. Yeah, you've really got to oh, on that one. That, that is so unfortunate because I, I like that. I mean, I, I was a little mesmerized by that when it happened. But anyway, uh, the sea urchins. No, I'm kidding. We can we can put that to rest. <laughs> um, and then then I think they 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 pose all these new questions. So, so virtually nothing answered all kinds of stuff unanswered and then all these new questions who are these tugboaters are they the others you know will the raft crew survive i'm inclined to think yes because i know these are well-known actors from this series uh you know what's down the ladder where did danielle go like what she just she just yeeted and and well she didn't yeet there's more Charlie and Saeed just went back to camp and she didn't come with them i don't think she was very welcomed she's not welcomed right now Okay, so well then, what's she up to? I mean, I mean, she lives. She lives in the jungle. And who's and who set up uh, the smoke pillar? You know, the Axis Mundi. Where, where did okay, that... I think the yeah, other set up the smoke pillar. I think we came to rest on that. Okay, all right, yeah. That's well, but we didn't get a direct answer. But I mean, but they're not. But they're not there. Right. So, anyway, so it's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> so many questions. Will you ever get an answer? Yes and no. Possibly. <laughs> Probably. Keep breathing. <laughs> Keep breathing, Mr. Sal. Keep breathing. <laughs> but you can hold your breath for some of that stuff. You will. You'll, you'll like the next season, I hope. And the next episode hopefully hypes you up. 
Hey, like I say, I I really like this season. I and I I really like this episode or these two episodes put together, whatever they are. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I I really did enjoy it. So I'm I'm happy that you have introduced me to the show. It's a show that I've always intended to watch because I'm so in the tank for David Lindelof. So uh, it's, I kind of felt like at some point I had to watch this, but it's just intimidating to think about 118 episodes uh, or 108 or whatever it is. Um, so it's, it's cool to have a nice excuse and reason to do it. And now it's 25 fewer. And I will tell you like the later seasons are way shorter, not way shorter, but like, you're right. They're like less than 20. Yes, you're right. Um, season two is long though. It's like just as long, oh, maybe like an episode or two less. But oh, I very very excited for the next season. I know you'll like it. Confidence oozes from me, knowing that you will like it. And uh, more confidence, man. Yeah, more confidence, man. I mean, listen, there's Sawyer episodes. Hey, or episode. Never a bad thing. At least one Sawyer episode. At least one. I hope there's more than one, but hopefully, someone can dream. By being you. Uh, oh, well, anything else you want to say? I, I think I, I'm, I'm good. I, I definitely. We can talk more about the season as a whole in our recap. So I'm not. Yeah. yeah. But, but I definitely have enjoyed watching season one and i and i think that uh i've enjoyed rewatching it especially going through it with a much finer comb i've seen my i've picked up on many more things because like i watched this whole season in like a week or two like <laughs> i was very i was ripping through it <laughs> i know so. no you know i i'm i'm very interested in i know that like i know there are other very well-known actors who are in lost and i'm very interested like <sighs> I see, see how they get incorporated. Like, are they others? Do they get off the island and they just meet these people off the island? I, I don't think so. I think these people are on the island with them. But, yeah. you know. I do, I do want to go back, though. You made a bold prediction that by the end of this episode, the four people in the raft would be back to the survivors. I mean... Alright, so my timing was a little off. But okay, I'm... your timing was a little off, but, I mean... I mean, is Walt with them though? Walt gonna come back with them? I, I mean, I would think he'd be on the island with the survivors, just not the survivors that I thought. <laughs> Sounds really warping this. Is the only survivor the explosion on the raft? They're survivors. Look, Plural. they didn't. The raft did not accomplish its goal. That's <laughs> that, that. That was the that. No, no, I was very particular in the wording for it, and you said they'd be back with the rest of the other survivors. Now, if you want to change who the other survivors are. So be it. Huh? Look, the spirit of my prediction <laughs> the spirit. Is, is correct. <laughs> the, the that raft didn't make it very far. It was a failed mission. It was. And you know what about that mission, too? That sucks. Michael was the only one they didn't want to shoot the flare. Yep. He was going to kick himself about it, probably. Like, ooh. Yep. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, five star rating. Always appreciated. If you want to say that you listen to the podcast, uh, if you're ever talking to me and Mr. Sal, Fern is the keyword. Just say the word Fern. That way we know you'll listen. Yes. Uh, share the podcast. Don't tell people the word Fern. They have to figure out for themselves. Yes. And uh, uh, anything else? No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
good. Okay, in that case, uh, thank you, everyone, and enjoy the recap episode next week.